Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 453 for January 27, 2018. I'm your host, Christopher Tier here. Sorry for the week off, folks, but we are back. Feeling pretty ill last week. I went to the doctor, and the doctor said, Yo, you got stones in your gallbladder. So Chris has not been in a good state. Um, Probably get surgery for that at some point, but until then, we've got a show to bring to you because RPGs still matter. <sighs> right, Anna Marie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anna's not talking. She feels sick. She got a sore throat. <laughs> it's just illness in the privateer house. Alice Wilkinson is here, though. Hi, Alice. Hi. Yeah, I am still here. Just about. Just about. Alex Fuller, also English, still here. For now. For now, <laughs> Josh Carpenter, not English, also here. Yep, still here. Kelly Ryan, not English, not actually here. Uh, this is a pre-recording of Kelly that just happens to be strangely prescient. Beep, beep. <laughs> I'm a robot. Beep. Okay, maybe not as prescient as I thought the recording was going to be. Ah. <laughs> uh... Folks, I'm a little tired. Anna Marie's a little sick. So we're going to jump right into what we're playing. And we're going to start with Anna Marie. Anna Marie, what have you been playing? All the Vita things. Nobody can hear you. All the Vita okay. things. I will turn your volume up. <laughs> so tell us about these Vita things, Anna. I finished Trails of Cold Steel 2. Yay! Congratulations. Did you actually finish it this time? Yes. She Things thought she tried. finished it, and then she was no. wrong. <laughs> yes, Mac browbeat me into playing the rest of it. She thought, like, <laughs> oh, this is a dumb little side story bonus for people who care about characters that I don't care about. And then it turns out, no. <laughs> it's trails. Everything ties together. <laughs> problem was is that there's like after you beat the game so you beat the game and the credits roll and then there's this section and i can't remember the word but it's like a french oh. word that means throwaway divertissement thank you aren't you the french person anna yeah but I, the word divertissement sick okay <laughs> and i'm like so i looked it up and i'm like because i'm like well this word implies that this section is not in any way important she had to look up the french word no i didn't look up the french word i looked up what the section was and it's like this section is about two people that are in a game that never came out in north america because it's part of the crossbell series in a ballet it would mean a short dance within a ballet that displays a dancer's technical skill without advancing the plot or character development In other words, it's a part that isn't important. Yeah. So which I thought is, it wasn't important. Yeah, which is true, but you can't skip it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I must be done. What I didn't notice is that there's a huge epilogue after that. Mm-hmm. Huge. Well, not huge. It was huge. But it had another five or six hours of gameplay. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> So I went and did that. Now you're done with the game. Now I'm really done. And with now the game. you join the club of people waiting for Trails of Cold Steel 3. 
But I mean, I, I feel like my reaction is so different to other people's because everybody's like, I have to have cold steel three right now and I'm vibrating. And I'm just like, if, if I had finished cold steel one and cold steel two wasn't out, I would be that person because cold steel one ends on a complete cliffhanger. But Cold Steel 2 actually wraps up, like, a lot of things. Like, obviously, there is more story. There is so much more story. But <laughs> it leaves it in an okay place where I feel like I'm okay right now. And so I decided I wanted some TRPG action. TRPGs. Because that was a, a departure from Cold Steel 1 and 2. Because I was just, I had played them back to back. That was like 100 hours of Cold Steel. So I pulled up Hybrid Ocean Noir because I'd really wanted this game. I'd been waiting to play it for a long time. Because she likes the, the I really like Ocean Neptunia games and she likes TRPG. So this sounded like a win win. I was like, I can't believe it. This is like the perfect marriage of the perfect game for me. And it sucks. <laughs> And it didn't take her long to tell me that it sucked. Yeah. It's like, I don't think from, this game I'm going to like. <laughs> from what you were saying on Twitter, it sounded like you was expecting Final Fantasy Tactics and got Agarest War. Yeah. I And I wasn't expecting Tactics. Not everything has no, to be no, Tactics. No, no, no. She was expecting <laughs> Tactics and got Hoshigami. <laughs> <sighs> no, I got Agarest War. No, you got Agarest War. Yeah, okay, no, you're sure she's, about that. All she's, right. she's, she's totally I haven't played Agarest War, so... The problem with the game is it is slow. It is painfully so slow. Are t- so are all tactical RPGs, no, except no, this no, Gaia. No, no, this are, is are you sure you aren't talking about FFT? I know, yeah, like, what are you talking about, Anna? No. <laughs> okay, so explain, so explain how this system works and how it's slow, so people understand. Right. So you have your turn, and then they have their turn. And the problem, so it's turn-based. Okay, it's, got it. It's turn-based. It's a tactical RPG with turn-based. And the problem is, is it's like everything just takes too long. So all the animations are really exaggerated and really slow. And the AI takes way too long to think about what it's going to do. And then it has to go and do it. And like I like turned off all the animations and sped up everything. And it was still stupid slow. And I was just like, I would literally put down the the Vita, go make myself a snack, and come back. And then it was finally my turn. And the other problem is, is they introduced this mechanic, which was cool. It was a nifty mechanic. It's boxes. So <laughs> boxes everybody... like in Disgaea, where they're triangles. No, or... there's boxes. There okay. are boxes on every, on every level. Okay. Because. Oh, these boxes I'm seeing that take you up and down levels? Yes, or? yes. Okay. Because most of the characters have a really poo jump stat. They have a jump okay. stat of one. Okay. If you go into <clears throat> HDD mode, you fly. So your jump stat's irrelevant. You can fly as high as you want. But otherwise, you need to pick up and throw these boxes so that your regular characters can get up and down the various terrain. The problem is, is like idiots, they have decided that there are stronger characters and weaker characters. So there are some characters that can't actually throw the boxes. Okay. They can pick them up and put them back down. Yeah. So. This is this is something I've run into in this, Disgaea. This is, 
It's like they have created this cool mechanic and then completely hobnobbed you in how hobbled you. In, Hob- in, hobnobbed. I like that. <laughs> that's the wrong word. <laughs> hobnobbed is like chit-chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they hobbled you. In, and... in how to execute it. So mm-hmm. it's like, this is a cool idea and I like it, except it slows down slow levels even further and you can't execute it with three quarters of the characters that you have. So it's like, it's just slow on top of slow on top of slow. So I got nine hours in and I'm like, damn, I am just, the only thing carrying this game for me is the fact that I like these characters and that is just not carrying the game enough for me. So I'm done. So, so when like, you talk about slow enemy terms, that makes me think of another game that people complained about that in, um, what was it Lincoln Force? Uh, Project Steam. That's right. Did yeah. anybody play that? I don't know. Yeah, I heard about that being slow. Me, I so I'm watching that. a video of this, and I think it's still faster than Project Steam was. No. <laughs> um, I had also heard that, like the original Coldcept was that slow. Mm. Yeah, old old OG Coldcept on the the Xbox was really slow. That like people would keep a magazine around and. People walk in and be like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm playing Cold Up." Well, no, you're not. You're reading a magazine. Well, yeah, I'm waiting for my turn to be over. <laughs> yeah, that game was very slow. Um, so I decided that I I needed a palate cleanser. So I decided that I would pop in Tokyo Tattoo Girls, because I actually didn't mean to buy this game. I forgot I had it pre-ordered. <laughs> And the reason why I didn't want to buy it is because um, I didn't know what the hell it was. Um, because that's okay. Be- that's because it was terribly marketed, apparently. Yeah, NAS America. Or, excuse me, deceitfully marketed, perhaps. NAS America. <laughs> I put out all these videos, and I was like, "When are you going to put out gameplay videos?" And they kept telling me, "Soon, soon, soon, soon." <laughs> and so, and by soon we mean uh, never. Never. Well, no. The answer was they did put out gameplay videos after it's out. <laughs> No, they did put out gameplay videos. Those were gameplay Those videos. Those were gameplay videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's the even worse ending. Oh, no. It was gameplay the whole time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so tell people why that's a bad thing. Yeah. All right. So Alice can hopefully back me up on this. Oh, Alice, did you play this too? No, but <laughs> Alice is probably familiar with this genre. Oh. So the premise of this game story is that something catastrophic happens to Tokyo. And as a result of this, girls suddenly start popping up with tattoos, which bestow upon them powers and they take over Tokyo and the government Uh, decides that they can have Tokyo. This isn't the genre yet, Alice. (laughs) And divide it into the 23 districts, 2023, 23. Okay. I don't know. And and so you have to, you are a tattoo artist and you pick a girl and you have to go and conquer the twenty three districts back. And apparently, this concept of conquering the twenty three districts of Tokyo has like become its own genre of games over the last two or three years. Of Japan, you mean, not Tokyo? No, Tokyo. Oh, Tokyo. Okay. I don't know. And sometimes you do it with tank girls, and sometimes you do it with tattoo girls, and sometimes you do it with dragon girls. Probably and cat girls are in there cat somewhere. Girls and yeah. 
Yeah, it's just apparently this has just exploded as a genre. So it's like a strategy game genre. Yeah. Well, I'm, and I mean, how you do it kind of varies from game to game. Tokyo Risk. It does yeah. kind of. It does kind of sound like vaguely familiar. Okay. Like, like the pattern of taking over like a, a city, usually Tokyo. Okay. And there's, like I say, you can look at that. You can look up the districts on the Wikipedia Wikipedia article, the special wards of Tokyo. Yes. So, um, this game is very passive. <laughs> so you pick a girl, and she will either be sort of specialized in early game, mid game, or late game, and I think they call it like attack, balance, or defense. Um, and it's kind of irrelevant. And so and then you pick a district to start it, and from there. Um, you sit and wait. And every day, you automatically recruit either punks or devouts. And you can activate talents that the girl has to recruit more punks or more devouts. Devotees. And that costs money. Or you can use that money to buy new tattoos. For also, your girl. you're a tattoo artist. Yes, you're a tattoo artist. So, so that makes you the grand the strategizer, on. apparently. Yes. <laughs> um, and then you just kind of watch. <laughs> do you even choose what districts to do? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you watch and you wait. Oh. But you I can just... use special powers for money, right? Yes. Okay. That's what I said. All right. Great. And that's the extent of the gameplay. And then you watch and wait. And then, all right. So and then once you fully depleted a district, you get to, air quote, fight the leader of the district, which is to say you get about six lines of dialogue and then you win. And then you get six more lines of dialogue. All right. So tell, tell people how you got, what you got to do to get the real ending. All right. So the way this game is set up, there are six girls. You have to play all six girls on easy. And every time you win, you get a piece of equipment. You then take your six pieces of equipment that you've gotten on easy, and you take them and you start playing the game on normal. And then you take your 12 pieces of equipment that you've gotten from easy adorable, and you take them to hard. And then you take all of that equipment. 18. And you play the game again on extreme and once you have all 24 pieces of equipment that you could then play the game again and get the proper ending <laughs> so you have to play this game 25 times to get the correct ending doesn't it Is sound it fun? even short five to six hours of gameplay uh cycle per cycle <laughs> <laughs> where you're doing nothing and watching the computer kind of autoplay and hope you did well not to mention, of course, the times you fail and you're going to have to do it again. Yep. Yay. Doesn't it sound fun, everybody? This sounds like a poor, <laughs> even a poor idea for a free mobile game. <laughs> no, I think it would make sense as a mobile game because it's the kind of game that you would play Because it's for terrible like other train. mobile games. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it would make sense as a, as a train game because you would 
you would play it five minutes on the train, and then you would shut it down, and a certain amount of activity You'd would go never on see while the end, offline, Anna. and then you would a certain amount of activity would go on while you're offline, oh, okay. and then when you're back, you would have to deal with things like um, heightened acti- heightened um, alerts and things like that, because there are occasionally times that you need to step but, in. Anna, so like, you're already applying better design concepts than these people have shown. You're remaking the game in your mind here. And it's like, yeah, that does sound better because that's a better choice than the choices they've made. How (laughs) much was this game? $30. (laughs) $30. At least least it wasn't full price. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) So, yeah. That's Tokyo Tattoo Girls. Let's let's talk about another game. fine for what it is it's fine no it's, fine. It's, it's not fine for what it is it's not fine for anything it sounds like did anyone else try out that garbage no, no. okay good no <laughs> congrats no i was confused by it <laughs> it, looked, it looked like garbage to be honest send you my copy. <laughs> no i'm good <laughs> so then i was like but i really wanted a trpg so then I, so Chris very casually mentioned that he was looking at a Sony sale and he was going to pick up God Wars and then realized that he already had. And I was like, aha, that's a TRPG. By the way, that does happen to me more often than I would like. Yeah. Like, all right, I already have that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my list of 2017 game, games I really wanted to play because I think Alex reviewed it well or Josh or someone. Or I both. reviewed it. Yeah. Okay. You really liked it, right? I really liked it. Yeah. I, I think it was just me and the 10 other people who reviewed it who played it. But <laughs> me, me and Mac both played it, but we got bored of it fairly quickly. Oh. So I think the thing that may have chased off a lot of people is this is the people that made Natural Doctrine, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And Natural Doctrine was like crushingly difficult. Mm-hmm. Like completely unforgiving. And so people were like, why would I want to play another game with these people? <laughs> They're just chicks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, but I hadn't played Natural Doctrine. We bought it, and then I heard that it was horrible and mean. And I was just like, mm, maybe I'll just leave it on the pile. I tried to talk her into playing it for mm. the sake of the podcast, but she said no. No, thank you. She's like, I just Didn't had two somebody- bad TRPGs or two bad games. <laughs> Didn't yeah. somebody on the staff absolutely love it? Wheels. Okay. Yeah, so that yeah, doesn't that... count. Yeah. Wheels <laughs> okay. also really liked um, Baroque. So, you know. <laughs> There's a certain amount of masochism that goes Does into Does Wheels like gameplay. Rhapsody? Um, I don't remember, but he okay. definitely likes Dark Souls. Okay. It's the Dark Souls of Dark well, Souls. So, so Dark Souls is an actually good game, Anna. That's the difference there. But, yes. Okay, moving but on. It's also crushingly difficult. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> so I decided to play God Wars. And it's really fun. It's kind of funny because normally I like document games as I'm playing them on Twitter. And I keep forgetting to take screenshots because I'm having so much fun. I'm just like, I gotta keep playing. I gotta keep playing. <laughs> so um, you play as a girl who is like the princess of a kingdom and your older sister was sacrificed to a volcano alright so there's a sequel to Joe, the, Joe versus Volcano no okay <laughs> got it 
You're you're the princess of the kingdom of Fuji. Okay. And Mount Fuji got angry and erupted. So your sister was like, peace out, and jumped in the volcano. Did it work? Yes. Oh, good. But, it would have sucked if it didn't work, right? Right. <laughs> but it turns out maybe it didn't all go according to plan. Uh-oh. Because your mom's disappeared, and there's a war going on between two of your neighbors, and it turned out maybe your sister wasn't exactly sacrificed. Oh, goodness. So things got complicated. Things get complicated really quickly. Is there lots of politics? Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's a TRPG. Yeah. (laughs) And it turns out that the gods were betrayed, and mom is not in a good mood. (laughs) Okay. Mom's really not in a good mood. Okay. So I'm in... I'm more than halfway done the game, I'm fairly certain. I'm in um, Act 3... I'm on chapter three or four. Okay. So I think there's... Do you have a bear in your party yet? I've had a bear in my party since the very first chapter. He looks cool. Kumo. Kumo. Kuma. But he doesn't say Kuma. Oh, okay. He's Kumo. Kuma means bear. Yes, I know. (laughs) Thank you. He's not a Pokemon. He's not a Pokemon. (laughs) He's a myriad god. Oh, okay. It's Japan. Okay. Everything's a myriad god. Got it. You're either a human or a myriad god or possibly the child of a human and a myriad god. Well, thanks for narrowing that down. Yes. <laughs> so you run around on a map. Uh, yep. It looks like you choose places in the map and then have a tactical battle. Yep. It sounds mm-hmm. like, it looks like there's a me- menu where you upgrade skills. Yep. And we've got all the boxes being ticked. There's places to buy items and armors and quick... This is like classic TRPG with like... Japanese and heavily Japanesey, Japanesey art and stuff. Yeah. So um, this, this is available missing? for Vita and something else, right? PS4. PS4. So I will say that the Vita has slowed down. Ooh. And oh, it's yeah. noticeable enough that I notice it. Normally I don't care. It doesn't bug me, but I think it will bug some people. Okay. So I was looking up comparisons there. of the two, and most people were saying on forums i found because most people don't mention it because um, no one talks about this game but the few comparisons i found people seem very happy with the vita version i am very happy with the vita version the slowdown doesn't bother me but it is it doesn't sound enough. like it looks that much better on ps4 it doesn't look that much better on ps4 Mm-mm. but it does what did you play the art style on? is really nice the yeah. art style looks really good i thought did you play it on both josh or just vita no i just played ps4 it's PS4. not cross save okay is it, did it look nice on Vita did it ha- or on PS4? Did it have slowdown? No, no no slowdown on PS4. It, okay. I thought it looked really nice. Okay, good. See, so to me, I like playing TRPGs better on portables because that way I can just kind of get in a few turns, like in the car or whatever. I don't really like playing TRPGs on the screen because then I don't end up going to bed. <laughs> I used to think, like, no, I want it on TV. I want the big sound system with the giant um, Sakamoto music or is that the name? Uh, whatever. The Tactics Guys music and all that stuff. Um, but then I played Disgaea on a portable and I realized, oh, this is good too. Because then I can grind while yeah, watching the... Netflix. Netflix and grind. Yeah, same here. <laughs> <laughs> Anna? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, what did you... Uh, is there anything remarkable about this from a normal TRPG? Um, class system, maybe. Yeah, it has a really deep class system. Yeah, so you start out with sort of just a few beginner classes, and then depending on which classes of the beginner classes you level up, either at 6 or at 8, they'll unlock intermediate classes. And some intermediate classes need only one class to unlock, and some of them need two classes to unlock. Okay, so it's very much like tactics. (laughs) When you level up intermediate classes, some of them, and again, same thing, some of them need one or two at level 8, and then those unlock advanced classes. So you end up leveling all the jobs up to figure out all the jobs you can unlock. No. No? Okay. No, that would take way Okay. <laughs> but I did make everybody a level six priest so that they so could So do have... they have weird combos like where you need two classes leveled to unlock this third class? Yes. Okay. I did say that. Well, I mean, that's what turned made me start leveling everything on everybody in tactics. It's like, I need to figure out all the combos. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's a there's a combo map on oh. the website for God Wars. So. Oh, that's cheating, Anna. No, it's not. Cheater. Fair enough. Ah, uh, okay. So, but Alex and Mac gave up on it. Josh and Anna seem to be down with it. I'm wondering what the difference is between you two. <laughs> I care less about tactical RPGs in general. Oh. Okay. I love JRPGs. Well, there we go. So that's what I've been playing. Thank you, Anna Marie. Alex Fuller. So if you don't care about uh, God Wars, what have you been playing? I have been working through Tokyo Zanazu EX Plus. Oh, yeah? Yep. I am on, well, I am what is labeled as the final chapter, but I know it's the final chapter of Tokyo Zanazu, not. Not EX, EX Plus. plus. <laughs> yeah, it adds a... I know it adds at least one very substantial epilogue chapter on the end of it, so... So remind me, Tokyo Xanadu to EX Plus, this is a this Persona-style game, or...? It's know. Falcom sort of combining Trails, Persona, Angie's in one go. Okay. So it's, it's got loads of elements from... I see people walking around a bus station and stuff. And yeah, I mean, you're in a... You're in school. You're in a city, so there's... A, oh, yeah, yeah and then there's the weird there's demonic hell bit. portals. Right. Yeah. yeah got it. Well, it's not okay, at which point the yeast bit comes in, because then you get the action RPG got it. stuff. And then obviously everything's built on the uh, Cold Steel engine, so... So how's this hold up? Uh, I like it. I think I was higher on Tokyo Zanadu initially than most others anyway, but... I'm really enjoying actually playing through it again. So the stuff that's added isn't so far anyway, hasn't been that important. So if you are playing, if you have played it on Vita and unless you have a burning desire to play it again, there's no real reason to pick up EX plus, but it's probably the best version if you haven't picked it, picked it up yet. Just because of all the small bonus stuff. Cause you get a, what, sub- what it- Sorry. What if I did buy it on Vita and and never got around to playing it? Is it worth buying again and playing the better version? Um, probably not. No. <laughs> well, I mean, do, I, isn't I, I there more story at the end? Isn't that part of the plus or no? 
Yeah, that's a bit I can't really comment on, so I don't know fully yet whether I would. Okay. But so far, so far, like all the side chapter stuff, because you get a side chapter at the end of each regular chapter, and this one, that just adds some minor stuff. There's nothing really crucial in that. Yeah. It's usually just a couple, of, a bunch of events, and then you get an extra dungeon. So. Yeah, but yeah, I'm still really enjoying it. The cat. I sort of appreciate a bit of the differences from the characters to their cold steel counterparts. There are some really obvious parallels, especially the main character. Does look a lot like Green, and I think yeah, I think Becky was comment. Becky was commenting when I was posting screenshots that she kept getting confused that it was cold steel. If it was cold steel or Tokyo's energy. <laughs> Especially because I was doing it about the same time Anna was doing her Cold Steel 2 screenshots. Yeah. You also get a load of the mini games the same, because obviously uh, Anna, was, Anna was snowboarding in Cold Steel 2 while you get skateboarding in Tokyo Sanity. It was basically the same mini game. Seems like a game Anna should play. Yeah, she says yeah. yes. Okay, good. <laughs> it's, one, it's one she's enjoyed, which probably wants a bit more of uh, a break from Falcom's. Yeah, I guess she needs to be away from Falcom for a little bit, doesn't she? Yeah. It, <laughs> oh, and it's got it's, got part where his like hand is glowing with an awesome power. I like that. Yeah. It's always a requirement in a good. That's the start. It just becomes a sword, and then. Oh, it... that's too bad. Well, not swordies. <sighs> I'm still waiting for G Gundam the RPG. I'm gonna be waiting a long time. I think. Uh, yeah, I think you are. <laughs> Best Gundam. <laughs> yeah, it's not as narrative heavy as uh, Trails, but it is quite lengthy. I think it's about forty hours for the. Mm. Well, I'm about forty hours into it, so. Cool beans. All right, so you're continuing through that, and then it looks like you've been doing some Digimon. Well, I, yeah, I started um, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Hackers Memory. I can't even. It's so long. Wait, is that is that out now? It came out last week. Oh, did it? Yes, last week. Oh, okay. Oh, it's the... Alice, you're missing your Digimon. Dang it! <laughs> yeah, I, hey, a... I like the PS4 version this time. Yeah, it's a side story, I guess, to well, parallel story to the previous game, so it's not really a direct sequel. One of the things I did see in the first chapter was you get a brief glimpse of someone wearing um, a black shirt and uh, yellow trousers. Oh, yeah. It's basically, yeah, you sort of arrive in an area sort of about two seconds after the uh, protagonist of the person has left it. It's quite interesting. <laughs> Fair enough. So, it's again, it's like going into the cyber world and then Digimon yeah, or leaking out into the real world and stuff. exactly yeah. like the previous game. There's Are a, you a detective a agency again, or no? <laughs> no, you're. No, it's like, the story's like different, but it's like everything else is pretty much the same. All the gameplay, everything, so well, it's exactly the same. Locations, exactly the same. You have to fight proof there's, to level up your enemies. Or... To use. Do, you, do you have to? Are there weird, uh, easily exploitable level up mechanics and stuff like that, or no? <laughs> um, probably also I haven't been actively looking for them but okay <laughs> the gameplay is exactly the same as the previous game so okay. if there were in, if there were in that one there almost certainly will be here but yeah then this one you are you sort of join eight you're part of a hacker team 
there's there's a sort of premise that there are advertising where sort of your account has been stolen, etc. It's making made you look bad, so you joined the hacker team. But it basically just slides out the way and just says, "Yeah, stuff happened. You're in part of the hacker team now. Go do stuff." <laughs> Fair enough. It's, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the f- first three chapters at least. <laughs> but no, the, they've got they've got some new characters who are pretty fun. Plus a few of the screenshots, but yeah, very much like the uh, previous Cybersuit game so far, which is both good and bad because that was a fun game. It's just much the same. Fair enough. So more of the same there. If you like the first one and you wanted more, <laughs> I guess here you go. And did you often like Digimon? Is always fun. Was the first one on PS4 or was it PS3? I can't remember. Uh, both PS4 Vita. It's it's actually one that works really well on remote play. On the what? So oh, remote play. On oh. remote play. So, so if you don't have the Vita one, you could just play the first one on remote play. Okay. I forget if that yeah. was cross save or not. Um, yeah, I think this one is. Well, neat. Uh, no, I've I've had the PS4 versions of both, but I end up playing the first one about half the time in, on the Vita just through remote play. It cool. worked quite well for that. Groovy. And is there still like an island where you can send the Digimon to level up on their own and stuff? Or Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah she actively references that the other protagonist is well the person because it's the same person doing everything. <laughs> so it's, I think her excuse was, well, yeah, the other guy couldn't actually do everything, so you're here to do the stuff he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. That's great. It's my favorite. I like that in games when you have um, when you have uh, um, just these side story management games that that level up your your bits and bobs. And I just wish more games did that. So yeah, it's a pain leveling stuff when you mean. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Alex. Alice, what have you been playing? Looks like um... you, a new division thing. Yep, so um, if you remember last time we spoke about the Division on the cast, there was a global event running, uh, and it was a bit unusual. It was that one where, uh, under the basic effect, all of the enemies exploded when they died. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that was quite fun. Um, And there are additional effects for um, if you stood too close to teammates, uh, you also exploded. (laughs) It was just a lot of explosions. A lot of explosions, got it. Um, this one is different uh, in that it's instead intended to promote, um, like, be, how do I say this? Like, standing or, um, like, being still in combat. So the way ambush works... Also, like, playing is, like an idiot. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the way, the, the way ambush works is um, as long as you're not moving, you get a little bar above your health bar that, that fills up. When it's at max, you get a huge damage buff. Um, and it resets if you start moving so unless you, you do wait. a... Okay, so you want to wait for people to come into range to, of you. Yeah. Okay. And it means that you can... I mean, like, sniper rifles are now incredibly powerful under that damage mm. buff, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's baseline. That's in all content right now that you get that bar, basically. And it's fun. It, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but there are two additional, uh, like, objectives that you can pick for running specific missions uh, and stuff like that. 
Uh, one of them is when you start moving, if your bar is empty, you st instead start to start taking damage. So it makes it harder to move. It only affects you if you're in combat. So you can run, still run from place to place. Don't worry about that. Uh, and the other one is if you stand near one of your teammates, it reduces your bar down. So you have to separate out. You know, be tactical with yeah, your position. all right. That's fair. Yeah. So a little bit more straightforward than the last event, which was more explosions. Uh, this one is kind of more focused on being, like, still, but dealing horrendous amounts of damage. So a lot of fun. It's still the same old loot game that you remember. Yeah, the same old loot game I got bored of. Yep. But hey, now there's gear sets. And stuff. Now there's gear sets. Okay, good. Very important. Um, so the, the way the global events have worked is um, all of the existing uh, gear sets had a, um, you know, similar to um, gear sets in World of Warcraft, had additional effects for equipping two or uh, four of them across your variant various uh, equipment slots. Um, in uh, for the stuff that you get from the global event, um, you instead get uh, classified versions of these gear, which is a little bit like heroic gear in World of Warcraft. It's a little bit better, uh, but it also has an additional set effect on it. Um, so all of the classified gear sets are basically upgraded versions of the existing one with an additional sixth, like six slot talent that sits at the top that's usually very good in some way um and they're therefore there are four specific sets at the moment in the global event that get classified versions i think i was able to get like five out of the six on the one i wanted last time which is annoying but hey whatever it's a loot game you get screwed by loot rng sometimes that's just how it happens cool so yeah shoot, shooting people shooting people um, I've been doing some uh, prep work for um, the next Final Fantasy XIV patch because that's coming out next week. Oh, that's right. That's coming soon. After a mammoth 24-hour maintenance. They are adding the Phantom Train, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe can I'm spoiling you, a new story. Can you suplex it, though? Um, that's a good question, actually. We kind of want to know. Yeah, that's an but important we'll get into, question. We'll get, in, we'll get into that with the news. Before we use all eight people to suplex it. Oh well, yeah, probably. It'll be like one. It'll be like one of those events that uh, you had to do in uh, Susano when you blocked the sword. Oh yes, yes. Spam the button to Spam suplex the, button the train. To yes. <laughs> that Susano fight is so cool. Yeah. So I've just been doing preparation work for that. Uh, and they're adding Kefka. Apparently. Yes. And and his song, I take it. Um, but yeah, yeah, they the have yeah. The the, uh, the trailer for 4.2 has a um, remix of Dancing Mad in it. Yeah. So basically, they had a bunch of FF5 stuff in the first raid in 14 in this expansion. Now it looks like this time they're adding an FF6 raid. Yep. And you remember the last patch, they added an FFT raid. So <laughs> oh, man. All the... I want to play this so bad. That I'd have to get, do so much grinding to get to that point. <laughs> yeah. You, well, you could buy your way most of the way there. Oh, that's <laughs> so, so tempting. I wouldn't do that because then nah. you'd miss the story of Heaven's Word, and that's really good. Yeah, no. One of these days when I get bored with WoW, I'm going to get caught up in 14. 
It only takes about days. a month to catch up. I can tell <laughs> you from personal experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for those that missed 4.1, 4.1 added the Royal City of Rabanastra and a bunch of Final Fantasy Tactics music. Yeah, the bosses uh, aren't really tactics bosses, but there's a lot of references well, to like, tactics things, and the, yeah, um, it's weird. The bosses are two Final Fantasy twelve ones and two which are tangentially related to Final Fantasy twelve. Sure. Well, I mean, Ravenastra itself is from Final Fantasy twelve. Well, but like the last tactics. boss is actually um, based off uh, the dude what betrays you and Delita early on in tactics oh yeah yeah no, you're right form. It is. yeah so it's yeah. weird i had to look it up it was it was a xenogears moment where there were notes and reading cross-referencing to figure things out but anyway the music's awesome yeah <laughs> just imagine a whole just... raid with tactics music and it's as great yeah, as you for, think for whatever reason they decided that the the music that they'd use is from tactics whereas most of the raid is based on 12 yeah so that same guy did music for both so who cares <laughs> it's true uh and the other game i've been playing is endless space 2 That's and I'm not, now, huh? I'm not actually really sure if i've actually discussed endless wait space wait wait 2. wait i want to know well, before we move on to that you said you're preparing for the new 14 patch how are you preparing well mostly just getting my item level up and okay making making sure that when sickness Gate comes out with the patch uh, that I can actually kind of jump into it. Well, it sounds quick. like, you know, after the patch comes out, it's going to be easier to get your life item level up, but all right. Uh, yeah, probably, but I was already most of the way there anyway, okay, and I also cool. needed to remind myself how to actually play the game. That's a good point. Because <laughs> if I'm going to be doing the Final Fantasy VI bosses, I'd like to not spend half of the time dead. Well, I mean, have you done pugs before in that game? Uh, yeah, I, I did um, pugs for the two previous EX primals. Just saying that's kind of how it goes. You spend half the time dead. <laughs> I did not spend half the time dead, damn it. I'm not a dragoon, damn it. <laughs> I remember when I was trying to do EX Titan, I spent 75% of the time dead. Well, yeah, but that's EX Titan. It's a sort of special case. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm not sure if I've discussed Endless Space 2 before. No, you have not. Um, I mean, the long and short of it, it's a space 4X game, turn-based, done by the people who've done other 4X games, like, well, Endless, Endless space Legend. One. <laughs> yeah, Endless Space 1, but also Endless Legend as well, yeah. which is a similar sort of thing, but on a fantasy world instead of space. So this so. is like um, your... I'm sorry. What's the other one that just got an expansion um, where you were making the Death Stars? Uh, Stellaris. Stellaris. This is your well, Stellaris. Yes, the, the, and... the, uh, this is what I'm playing while I wait for that Stellaris expansion. That oh, okay. It's not out okay. yet. Got it. Um, Stellaris is real time as well. It's not turn-based. Oh, this is turn-based, isn't it? Okay, cool. Yeah. So completely turn-based. Um, the thing that I've always liked about the Endless series, and this applies to both uh, Endless Legend and Endless Space 2, is the guys at Amplitude who did the like the lore design and the design of the various races that you can play as, I think did a really, really good job in kind of differentiating each one. The thing about Stellaris is, and don't get me wrong, I like Stellaris. I know I've spoken positively about Stellaris a lot on the cast before. Um, the thing about Stellaris is the downside of having um, like a, a, a 
a uh, thing where you can sort of design your own race uh, and your games will be filled with randomly generated other races is there's not a lot that differentiates them from one to the other beyond visual looks. You still have access to the same, mostly the same tech tree, depending on some of your choices and things like that. The thing about endless space, I find, is because you have a set of um, eight factions or nine, if you've got DLC, um, there is a... Um, there's a they, there's sort of greater design space for making the factions very unique from each other. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you play as like the the standard stock human uh, empire, it, you'll have you'll be playing the game a different way than say for example the uh, sentient trees. And yes, one of the playable factions Fair is enough. a race of race of sentient trees. Um, they don't call. They don't colonize by sending out colonization ships. They just colonize by sending out like branches into space. Excellent. It's weird. <laughs> I mean, one of the other. One of the other. Let's races, just chuck one acorns the other, at this planet. <laughs> one of the other. Um, one of the other playable factions is called Horatio, and the Horatio faction was founded by a man named Horatio, who was a trillionaire, who was convinced that the only beautiful thing in the universe was himself. So his faction is made up of billions upon billions of clones of himself. <laughs> so, and he, he has he has special mechanics that allows him to convert other people from other factions into uh, into him more copies of himself. Jeez, all right. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Uh, and there's yeah, there's like a, a like a kind of mafia trade faction, but they're all lizards. Um, and these cute little adorable scientist things who are just so encouraged, they just really, really love science, even if it causes like gigantic, planet-shattering catastrophes. Who cares? Science. Science. <laughs> so, yeah, good job, guys. Uh, I re- and yeah, that, there's also the sentient trees. Um, I really like. I, I honestly. As far as 4X turn-based games go, I thought I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to like turn-based games. And then I got into things like Civilization V. Um, I also recently played Civilization VI. Um, and I don't know, it's just something about it. I thought I'd only like real-time games after... Or what, but no, no, I really like this stuff. Uh, what's that? I think Endless Space because Endless Space Two was originally in early access, actually. I like to shoot guys. Yeah. Um. Oh no, it's currently fifty percent off as well. That's convenient. What Endless Space Two? Yeah, Endless Space Two is currently uh, seventeen pound forty nine, which is fifty percent off. Oh, Alex, see ya. Bye. Bye-bye. Endless Space 2 on sale. I'm just watching a video where they're showing off all the races. Trying to get caught up on all these things. I really like the Riftborn. Um, They are... uh, They come from a parallel universe. um, Or, sorry, they come from a... Like, another dimension where they were, like, sort of floating... Like, bodiless consciousness things... 
and then they had to escape into our universe because of a like a, a disease that entered into their dimension mm. so they constructed these kind of funky looking robot bodies for themselves and are like what is this to basically everything cool but curiously they're not the science faction they are all they are uh, kind of tend towards industrialist stuff there's like a communist faction it looks like uh that will probably be the united empire cool are they the ones in like sort of they look like all look like commissars or something mm -hmm. yeah that's the empire they're actually strictly capitalist but it's like capitalism with like you know the usual empire trappings they got a big old looking dude as their emperor that kind of thing Oh, yeah, and the major religious faction, they're all, like, robots. It's weird, okay? But I like it. All right. I'm looking at the trees now. Wow. Okay. Big old tree ships. Because yep. trees. Stellaris 2. And yeah, so that's basically what I've been doing while I wait for um, Stellaris' expansion to come out, which I think is uh, coming out in another week or something. I think. Well, either way. Yeah, soon enough. Then you can yeah, make all your soon. Death Stars. Yep. Or just, planet. or just blockade people's planets. <laughs> oh... And that's pretty much what I've been playing. Fair enough. So, uh, m for me, I've been playing more Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Been doing some work on the new version of RP Gamer, which was delayed a little bit, but we are making progress, and I'm happy to report that we're still making progress, and we're all happy about that. Um, and then some more Final Fantasy XI. Same old, same old for me. Nothing new there. Um, I did not get a chance to try out the new Monster Hunter yesterday, but I do have it. So hopefully next week I can talk about Monster Hunter. I've been hearing positive things about it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people designing their palicos to look like they're real-world cats. So. And they're real-world cats, like, being confused by the meowing from the TV, if the internet has led me to believe. Yeah, I can't wait to play with that to see if they react to the meowing. I know that my cats got particularly reactive with uh, Morgana's meowing mm. in Persona 5, so I'll be curious to see if they react to meowing in this game of course i'm on the fence as to whether or not i'm gonna get it just yet or not it's a very different game from what i usually hear you play but you did enjoy stories so that's as much of a gateway as i can think of well i i and actually enjoyed monster hunter 4 but the um controls were driving me crazy and plus the, the game was kind of making me too mad because i couldn't actually pause it during fights and I was getting a little too obsessive over it, <laughs> if that makes any sense. It does. <clears throat> and I've heard that this one eliminates a lot of the crap that the portable ones have. Uh, yeah, that's my understanding. Um, but um, as far as like the main gameplay, what you're doing, that's still the same. We're just polishing all the rough edges and taking out mm -hmm. some of the roadblocks. But uh, you have to enjoy what you were doing. Yeah. Which is basically hit a monster for a long time and hope it falls over before the timer runs out. 
Yeah, no, no, the roadblock that's actually preventing me from buying it right away is whether or not I want to invest in PS Plus. Ah, uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, it seems like a lot of people on RP Gamer are playing it, so I'm hoping to get everyone's... I hope everyone's on PS4 because... And we can play together. That'd be fun. Uh, I'll be curious to see what you say about it when you do play it, and that might might sell me or not. Alrighty. So it all it all rides on you, man. Oh, great, 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 great. Speaking of you, Kelly, what have you been playing? Oh, I finished Pokemon Ultra Sun and caught the last um the like what the three exclusive pokemon to this game that let me complete my living pokédex um i got a little bit addicted to the um ultra wormhole which lets you collect uh, legendary pokemon from other games is this and... this thing i'm looking at that looks like star fox yeah okay um just a little <laughs> bit of a pro just a little bit of a pro tip because I didn't know this until I looked it up. When you first do the Ultra Wormhole, it has motion controls. Uh-huh. And the game doesn't tell you that you can change it to the thumbstick. All right. And you have to go to the Game Freak building in the game to actually change <laughs> of it. Of course. <laughs> eh. And it, it kind of makes me angry that it defaults to that and the game doesn't tell you that you can change it because, you know, the whole point of the Ultra Wormhole is that you're doing this kind of speed race to get as far into the wormhole as possible because the further in you get, the more likely you'll run into wormholes that have some of these legendary Pokemon. And a as you're going forward, you kind of lose speed and eventually gravity will just take you and force you into one of the wormholes. And trying to control that with the gyroscope is damn near impossible. Fair enough. Yeah, so word to the wise PSA, change it to the thumbstick control as soon as humanly possible so that you don't end up wanting to throw your DS in the wall like I did until I learned that you could do that. So, yeah, I, I finished Ultrasun, and I, I know I was pretty down on the game, but that was mostly on me. I mean, it's a pretty decent Pokemon game, I just because I literally just played Sun. Well, it's the same game, was, mostly, so. Yeah, yeah, so I, I enjoyed it. And then, kind of speaking of finishing games, I finished the main story for WoW, because the last wing... Yeah, the last wing of Raid Finder came out, so let me go beat Antorius. I think that's his name. And then he stuck the sword in Silithus, and I went up to the sword and climbed all the way to the top and then took a screenshot and said something filthy and put it on Twitter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. But um, the interesting thing about beating the last boss is that not only do you get kind of the epilogue of the whole expansion, but you kind of get an epilogue with Illidan that I'm not going to lie, got me a little bit choked up. Aww. Because, yeah, I mean, I can't remember did where Did they finally Illidan ship Illidan and Maiev? No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. <laughs> um, 
and as a matter of fact, uh, Illidan kind of has closure with Tyrande and Malfurion, Whoa. and what he's what he says to them is really touching and really kind of got me choked up. And to both of their attitudes, it's kind of like, eh, he was still a jerk. I'm like, he poured his heart out to you two. I can't believe that you're still mad at him. But that is the problem yeah. with wild characters. They don't. I don't think they always write them very well or realistically. Yeah. Yeah. But th that was a nice, touching little quest, and I haven't really played around with the new leveling too much. I made a panda rogue that I'm role playing as a pirate right now, but I haven't really had much of a chance to sit down and play her just to kind of see what the new leveling is like and i've heard that they've really nerfed heirlooms and the amount of experience that you get where you can't just like get from one to 40 in a weekend anymore oh oh wasn't that uh accidental though i heard that it was on purpose oh okay weird because with with the way the scaling works it's meant to be more story focused now than just trying to get from one to 60 in a day so i don't know i'm i want to see it because i want to kind of see some of the story again just because it's been a while but so uh, is the new way to level i forget how this is going to work in the new expansion do the uh the the do the variant races come in at a higher level than normal or something like that or? yeah i think they come in at 20 oh well that's still not that great hmm. no it, it's really not cause like i I was leveling a panda, and the way the new scaling works is that I actually got to, like, level 18 by the time I got out of the panda area and could pick pick a faction. Okay. And the old way, I used to cap out at, like, 14 or 15 before getting out of that well, panda that area. Better, yeah. So literally, I only had to grind up two levels, and then there I was with my mountain ready to go but although so you think they've they've made heirlooms worse but overall leveling is faster maybe you know i i really can't say right. i'm I sure someone has in... done the math there's probably a uh, spreadsheet somewhere <laughs> yeah someone ha i'm sure someone has i know that could talk what what's the patch number sorry to interrupt 7.3.5 okay cool i'm just gonna do some some uh some journaling or some and uh, people were people were apparently really pissed that they had nerfed the um, recruiter friend experience from like three hundred percent to fifty percent, mm -hmm. and a lot of multi boxers are really really angry at that. Not that I care because I don't multi box, but yeah, I I kind of walked away from WoW just a little bit because I really want to get further and. Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, I just started Chapter 6, and I finally got Zeke in my party, who is still, who is probably my favorite character in this game so far, just because everything wanna, that he says. I want to point yeah. out, Kelly, I think I've played the game longer than you, but you are now further ahead in the story than me. Huh. <laughs> I'm level 52 on all my characters. Um, I'm still in Chapter 5. <laughs> See, my characters are hovering around like level sixty. Oh, okay, good. So that makes but me feel I've done better. A, I've done a lot of side quests, and <laughs> I, I literally I really... am doing every side quest I can. 
and, and you see, I was like, I want to like kind of get to at least chapter eight or seven before I start banging out a lot of the side quests, because that way I have all the characters. Okay. And apparently, something happens in the game where you're you have more of a chance to get the rare blades. Mm-hmm. And I keep saying that I'm going to do that, and then I get sucked into doing side quests. <laughs> I mean, because like I'm kind of picking them up, I'm just not doing them right away. I'm just kind of picking them up to have them on my quest log. But then, like last night, I'm running around with one of my blades prospecting ore, because I kind of wanted her to be a little bit more powerful. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Zeke is my favorite character, and also like you, I got the uh, what Anna called the bathtub lesbian in my party. <laughs> I don't have a better way to describe her, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> but yeah, when I'm sitting on as much money as I was sitting on, I figured, well, all right, finally, let's get another rare blade that's been staring at me since the beginning of the game. Yeah, I put a lot of those rare blades that were just kind of sitting in your inventory on Zeke so that I wouldn't necessarily have to like play RNG just to get him some decent blades to start oh, with. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. And plus, a lot of those kind of rare ones where you always get the same blade were attack blades, and Zeke's kind of best as an attacker, so. Cool. But, yeah, I- I'm still loving this game so much. It's going to be one of those ones that were when I finally do, like, sit down and finish it, I'm going to be like, what am I going to do with my life now that this game's over? I'm sure there's plenty of other things for you to play. Or do. Oh, I know. After I finished um, Pokemon, I was like on the fence as to what portable game I wanted to start up. And right now I'm, I'm in a dungeon crawler mood. So I'm in between either finishing Etrian Odyssey 5 or starting Demon Gaze 2. And I don't know which one I'm going to go with just yet. Demon Gaze 2 is pretty good, actually. Yeah, I played the intro to that, which, boy, creepy little girls seem to be kind of the theme for this week between talking about <laughs> trails on Backtrack and the creepy little girl that's at the beginning of Demon Gaze 2. <laughs> yeah, she ends up being one of your main party members, though. She's yeah. like a really awesome tank. <laughs> so I, I didn't get very far in, you know, in Demon Gaze 2. I only just got out of that little intro dungeon. But I don't. I I might sit down with it and actually kind of do a real dungeon and see whether or not I'm going to continue or if I'm going to finish up Etrian Odyssey Five. Because yeah. I, I was I was reading Etrian Odyssey Five that the game and battle system doesn't really start in that until you get the ability to maximize your classes in like the second stratum. Forget so. that, Kelly. You're you're going to play Monster Hunter World. Dang it. <laughs> Uh, and Vel asks in the chat if the new Etrian Odyssey has a story mode like the Untold games, and from what yeah. I've heard, no. no. Well, I mean, it 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 has a story, but it's not with set characters. It's still with the party you created. Yeah, I, I remember Anna saying that the story is way less like the Untold games. Yeah. Um, so I think expect more dungeoneering, and you'll be more happy. <laughs> oh, uh, Josh. What have you been playing? Yeah, uh, still a little bit of too many things, but 
Uh, I did manage to finish Golf Story since the last time yeah. we podcasted. You're a um, golf champion. It was it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't think yeah, I liked I it yeah. quite as. Yeah, okay. Like <laughs> no, I don't I think I liked it saying. as much as everyone else. I saw. I can't believe how many game of the year lists I saw it on. It's not like, a game well, of the yeah. year game. It's got some issues. Oh. It was just unique and different. It's like an original yeah. game of the year sort of thing. Like the graphics and that kind of stuff is great. The the writing was okay, and, and maybe part of it is me. Like golf is about the only sport I have the slightest bit of talent for. So uh-huh. the golfing mechanics kind of wore thin by the end. Yeah. I kind of got tired of, um, well, I mean, like in that game, putting is just atrocious. <laughs> and then chipping is ridiculously easy. Yeah. And it, it's just odd to play a golf game where, like, I'm pissed every time I hit the green and, you know, excited when I just miss it over there and could just chip in easy. So, like, <laughs> you know, like, it, it's okay. It was 15 bucks. I'm not going to complain. It was really well designed for the switch i mean it worked really well to just kind of pick up and you could play it for 10 minutes and do one of those little challenges and put it back down and yeah like yeah i hate to be like meh (laughs) but you know it was okay so yeah the other things i've been doing is uh like guy i think it was a week ago or so i wrote up my 2018 gaming resolutions and one of the things i really wanted to work on this year was trying to finally play some of my psp backlog and because i've been you know 2017 was great year for new games but that meant it was kind of a lousy year for the backlog and i've been picking up psp games for years and never actually playing them they just go up on the so shelf. your solution to 2017 being a bad year for the backlog is to play a bunch of games that didn't come out in 2017 yes exactly okay, just making sure I, I followed that all right and i i need to know are you playing like the umds or are you just going to be playing them on your vita uh mostly umds but the first okay. one the right I answer. With, I... it's the right answer you don't want them stretched but most, the first one I started with was uh, I was playing it on my Vita, and I started with Final Fantasy Tactics: War of the Lions, the, the PSP port, hey, and with uh, a real translation now. Yeah, with a real translation. But man, I really didn't like that game. What? <laughs> Why is that? Because the load times, or just because you don't like tactics Pre- for some reason? No, I like. Well, the load times are awful, but um, pretty much. Everything? Oh, wrong <laughs> like answer. It, it You're just, fired. I know. Well, it, well I mean, the, the story... <laughs> like, the, the story and the characters looks really interesting, but the gameplay is just so archaic. Incorrect. And nothing is explained. Fail. <laughs> so, 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 like, you know, like, I'm playing the Fail. game, and I keep buying... I keep buying Phoenix Downs, and I can't mm-hmm. figure out, like, why the hell can't I use a Phoenix Down? I know I bought them. Do I have to equip them? And then, you need you an know, item. It took me a while you to figure You need to be able to use items, and then you need yeah, to be yeah, next yeah. to <laughs> Exactly. You have to specifically use job points on being able to equip an item. That's right. And then I... Oh, God. And then also I kind of like... That's okay. That you're pick... just supposed to find a map in Chapter 1 that you like and grind job points for a while. That's That's what you do. <laughs> yeah i guess i'm just past that you know like i used to play games i used to play tons of games like this that were a little arcane and and not user friendly but i don't know i just can't do it as much anymore like 
<laughs> I just kept banging my head against it. I played for seven or eight hours, and I just sat there and going like, I am not having the slightest bit of fun. And we, we talked about it a little bit on the backtrack, and Kelly and Phil and Mike are all talking about, oh, yeah, don't you remember that terrible map where it's just Ramza on by himself? And, oh, yeah, there was those three maps in a row that you have to do back to back to back. That wasn't very good. And I'm just sitting there going like, yeah, I don't think I want to. I don't want to fiddle with this. No, you just shout a lot. It's fine. When when all else fails, <laughs> shout. That's the answer. Maybe I'll come back to one. Of, I mean, that game has been uh, like doing research. That game has been hacked to hell and back. Oh, yeah. There are oh, so yeah. many different. I mean, if you, so will, if you look up strategies, you can find ways to just cheese the heck out of that thing. Yeah. I want to do well, like I, mean... I want to do a playthrough where I have a party of just all chocobos. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it, like the 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 hacked versions might be interesting because it seems like there's like different people have done different things to it to make it even harder to kind of fix <laughs> some of the problems to, you know, so like maybe I'll come back and try one of those, but I was just like, man, I was not having the slightest bit of fun with the, the straight PSP version of it kind of combining everything together. I wonder if you can get a patch where they've uh, taken the PlayStation ROM and put the new text translation in. That's what I need to look for. That would I know, be nice. I know there's a patch for the PSP version that fixes the slowdown. Oh, okay. That might work too. Because then you get that, the cutscenes. That scenes. may work. Um, or you play uh, it on I, like iOS and stuff. Yeah, I tried that. That just didn't. I, I couldn't. That's I one of the times I bounced off not, of it. But, yeah. So funny story about tactics that I didn't get a chance to tell on Backtrack was when I was a kid... I tried to rent that game from Blockbuster and my mom wouldn't let me because she thought I was just renting a strategy guide for uh, Final Fantasy 7 because it said Final Fantasy Tactics. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to explain to her like, no, digital strategy guides don't exist. This is like an actual game, mom. Like, oh, okay. But also Cloud and Sephiroth are in it. Yeah. (laughs) But other than that, <laughs> and I felt like my husband went through the same thing too. So I wonder how many kids that happened to. <laughs> so after I bailed on Final Fantasy Tactics, I had to find something else from my PSP backlog to try, and I pulled out Sakura Tyson, which. I don't know. Maybe I should introduce because I don't know how many people are familiar so with the series. So I have series. tried like... to play Sakura Tyson with a walkthrough. I find that the game is very unfriendly to that because there are timed um, decision prompts, which makes it very hard to keep up with your walkthrough that explains what you're deciding. But um, this is a tactical I... RPG for the Dreamcast. Dreamcast for the Saturn, excuse me. Saturn originally, yeah. Yeah, and um, it was not released here in the U.S., we None didn't of the get first a... four were. We got yeah, the we got fifth five. one. Yeah, we got five. That was on. That was released by NIS at the very end of the PS2 life cycle, mm-hmm. and it also got a Wii port. And so you can put those two things together, like late PS2 game, third-party Wii port. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that was a giant bomb for them. Yeah. So, um, so this is anime girls piloting steampunk mechs. Yep, an alternate history oh, 1920s. Also a dating game. Oh, yes. Also a dating sim. (laughs) 
Yes, we got all that stuff. All the boxes together. are ticked. <laughs> all the boxes are ticked. So, like, this game instead is just like, oh, man. Like, A, I, I think I've fixed that problem you had, Chris, with the uh, with having... Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things for this series is rather than having a traditional visual novel thing where you read a bunch of text and then you get to choose A or B or C. Instead, in uh, most of the options in Sakura Tyson is like you'll get one of those options, but you'll only have a short time to respond. Mm -hmm. You only have like four or five seconds. You got to make your decision very quick. But playing it on PSP, I can always just stick the thing to sleep and if i ever get behind in reading the uh, translation i oh. could just you know put it to sleep so what you're saying is i should take my import copy get out a cd rom and play it on an emulator on my pc with a pause function yes exactly that would work it works yeah or i find a i guess if i'm going the emulator route there's probably a translation patch at this point i don't know I, though maybe i haven't found i didn't find one but well, it, that, that doesn't okay. mean there isn't one. There's, it's the internet. There's everything. That doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so I played through like the first chapter of the last couple of nights and I just absolutely adore that game. It is so cute. <laughs> it looks, you know, for one of those, we, we get lots of those visual novel RPG hybrids these days and they're usually really low budget and, you know, not, you can tell they were they're they're done on a budget, done to a certain dollar number. But this game, it looks fantastic. It has you know really lush animated cutscenes every so often. All of the art looks great. The voice acting is really good. Um, like your your commander when you first meet the commander in this game, um, like he's all it's like lunchtime and he's already like three sheets to the wind. And the voice actor is just like slurring his speech and he gets kind of like angry drunk with you. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, it is. It, like uh, you, you can see why the game is just so charming. I mean, it is more visual novel than game. I mean, yeah, I, I played the first chapter. It's like three and a half hours long and there was like one battle. You know. Do you happen to know how many of these games are actually connected to each other by story? As far as I know, there's only the five main games, and I think there was like a side. But like, it's not the same protagonist in all five, is it? The or? the the games one, two, and four all have the same cast, if okay. I'm correct. Three is the one that's set in Paris with a different cast, oh. and then I think I think three may have the same main the male main character, but it has a different different girls for. For, for uh, the Paris yeah. one, okay, and then the then five is, is cowboys. Set. Yeah, five is. Oh, and it's a, Anna yes, says five. it's his nephew in the fifth. Yeah, one, the so. five is his nephew, and it's his nephew in the fifth. But game. it's in English, so maybe that's probably a good one to get into. I don't know if it it's is. any good. I, I liked uh, that. That was a, that's the reason I've gone back to it. I okay. always really liked that game. The the NIS was absolutely crazy. If you can get the PS2 version, it comes with two discs, and they have the English dub and then the Japanese voices with subtitles on separate discs. I think that's the version that I have. I'm pretty sure. I think I have the Wii one. Yeah, the Wii one just has the English dub. Yeah. That's what I originally played. I picked up the PS2 one a year or so ago, but I hadn't gotten around to... I've kind of wanted to go back and do the Japanese voice acting, but 
that that game's been really good. I'm I'm enjoying the going back to playing. Uh, you know, at least one good old game I'm enjoying. <laughs> well, it's copyrighted. You can't say good old games. <laughs> All right. So, anything else you've been tackling, or is that it? Oh, I've been playing too many other things. Too many other things. <laughs> that's all it's worth talking about. Soccer Tyson's most interesting to me. Alice, did you ever play Soccer Tyson? Uh, no, but I am familiar, with, sort of vaguely familiar with the characters because they've appeared in other games like Project Cross Zone. It seems weird to me that you haven't played it, given that you read Japanese and like mechs. Yeah, I always found that game like... I think I just kind of picked Super Robot Wars over it and then oh, therefore okay. then found it like really difficult to get into. Got it. Okay. You'd rather have completely over the top endless animations for attacks. Yeah, that also helps. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> well, with that, I think we've finished our now playing. So let's do some news. Beep, 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 Thank beep, beep, you, beep. Kelly. <laughs> Anna had to step away. She's not feeling well. Her throat is not good. <laughs> so we are down two people now. We are down Anna. We are down Alex. But Josh, Kelly, myself, and Alice are all here for you. And I don't know why I said myself for Alice. I apologize. That's rude. Um, <laughs> so here's our first news story. Mercenary Saga Chronicles is coming out in February. So Circle Entertainment's putting out Ridian's Mercenary Saga Chronicles. So what this is, is that the Switch is going to get Mercenary Chronicles 1, 2, and 3. Um, Mercenary Chronicles 1 never came out in, in the U.S. before. So this will be a bundle of all three, even if you play the other two for like iOS or 3DS or Android. Um, now you can play them all on your Switch. I don't know if they're going to release the first game on iOS, Android, or 3DS. doesn't sound like it. So this will be a way to play all the Mercenary Saga games, which if I recall from Anna Marie explaining this to me, they are like Final Fantasy Tactics, so like a decent tactical RPG with middling translations. So That's correct from what I played of two. But she really enjoyed them, so yeah. and I remember Maxstorm liking it too, so there you go. More stuff Fun for your from Switch. the mechanics point. Yeah. Uh, so that sounds like a good thing for TRPG lovers on the Switch. In addition to that, we've got, finally, an announcement of the Final Fantasy XV for PC. They're calling it the Royal Edition. So it's going to come out on March 6th. It'll be on PS4, Xbox One physically and digitally. And the Windows Edition will be digital only through the Windows Store, Steam, and Origin. Um, and there's a physical disc version as well, but it's a Steam DRM, so like... I guess you can install it from the disc, but it's really a Steam version, which I've seen it's that with other thing. games a long time ago. It's yeah? a good thing it has a disc because it's like 150 gigabytes for the install. I don't know. Then what sort of disc would hold that? I don't know. I actually just looked claim. on my PS4 yesterday. It's 67 gigs devoted to Final Fantasy 15 right now for a fully patched version. So I don't know how you distribute that unless it's Blu-ray, <laughs> which... <laughs> I don't know why you would bother because a lot of people don't have a Blu-ray reader on their PC. Actually, we're getting into the age where people don't have PCs, so that's a whole other discussion, but whatever. You mean people not having disk drives? I, I meant both. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, PC sales are, like, way down this past year. Like, people uh, aren't giving new... But I guess for gamers, they're building their own anyway, so it doesn't matter. That, that wouldn't well, count they're not building metrics. them right now. They're not not too many people are building them right now with the cost of uh, ga graphics, graphics cards. Graphics cards are kind of not available at the moment. 
<laughs> They've all been purchased by people mining Bitcoin, apparently. Yeah, there is actually like a legit graphics card price spike going on at the yep. moment because of that. I'm very glad I got my 1070 when I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, how do you think I feel? I got a 1080 Ti like, what, three, four months ago? Oh, man, you just squeaked in there. You should feel amazing then. You got like the best card you can get other than like whatever that new Titan stupid name is. But man, I'm jealous, Alice. Turn on all the sparklies for me, okay? All right. Yeah, will do. <laughs> all right. So what do you get in the Royal Edition and the Windows Edition? All right, here you go. Coming to Final Fantasy 15. Expanded area, Insomnia City Ruins. The late game area will include various new side quests and new bosses and enemies, including Omega, Cerberus, and the rulers of Yore. Uh, you'll get a controllable royal vessel boat. You can take control of the boat you take between um, Cape Chiam and Alticia. Explore the waters, do fishing, create new dishes, discover a new recipe. Um, Armager Unleashed, a new action-oriented version of the Armager, which is unlocked when players find a certain accessory and collect all 12 royal arms. Okay, that's like a, that's a Noctis's special attack. First-person camera mode, in case you've been wanting that. <laughs> and all the season pass content is included. Episode Gladiolus, episode Prompto, the Comrades multiplayer expansion, and episode Igneous, which for the record, I don't think anyone on the podcast has played any of those. I only played Gladius just to get shirtless mode. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, it's going to come out for forty nine ninety nine. If you already have fifteen for the PS four and Xbox One, you have to pay money to upgrade to the Royal Edition. It will cost you twenty dollars. Even if you have the season pass, I apparently yes. That's Lame. the way the story is written. And so that gets you the... Because you're getting new content, I guess. That boat thing and new ruins. I don't know if that is worth it, though. I don't get it. There must be something more to it, don't you think? I guess not. I would... It's like, what was the point of the season pass if... Well, you get, get... In the season pass, you got episode Gladiolus, Prompto, the Comrades, and episode Ignis. Yeah, I know. It just seems a little bit crappy that i paid 15 dollars to get there yeah it was 25 dollars. i paid 15 because i had a store credit it seems crappy that well okay that I always feel like I'm being happens charged twice. okay this is over a year after the game came out and now it costs less to get all the dlc content that's not that unheard of i i know it's not that unheard of but it's still kind of lame all right you're not wrong if you buy the new game, if you buy the game, you get a mono artwork on the cover. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Saturday morning RPG is coming out on the Switch. Um, they've announced limited run games and mighty rabbit studios have announced Saturday morning RPGs coming out on spring 2018 on the switch. It will be available digitally in the eShop and physically. That's why limited run games isn't involved. So you go to the limited run games web store. You can buy it physically. Uh, it's a game that's on like iOS and Android PC, Mac, Linux, PS4 and Vita where you play uh, basically an RPG with lots and lots of eighties cartoon references. So that'll come to the switch. The Snack World is coming to Steam. 
So this is called the Snack World Trajarers. Trajarers? I don't know how to pronounce it. It's from level five. It's a cross-media project. So what do we call that? Transmedia? Transferring. Transferring. <laughs> um, it'll be released for Switch in Japan. No info on the West, but... We also don't have a switch uh, a date for the Switch version. Came out mid last year, and it's coming out also on iOS and Android this year. But all we know is Japan. I don't know what's going on in this game. We it's just an RPG. It's from level five, and people care about level five RPGs. So I don't have any details about the 3DS version because it's out. We should know more about it. But the snack. World. So if you care about level 5 games and you want to be hyped about something, yep, that's a 3DS game. Mm -hmm. Looks like an RPG. So if you want cutesy level 5 games, um, I guess move to Japan, really. It's the best thing I can tell you. Maybe it'll come here. Who knows? We have a date for Strange Journey Redux. It'll be coming out in North America and Europe on May 18th. And um, da, 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 it'll be physical and digital in both regions. A week after my birthday. Ah. And so this is the uh, remake of the DS Strange Journey. So if you're into SMT dungeon crawling, set your um, calendar for May. I can't wait for this game. Have you finished Apocalypse? Yeah, I finished okay. it. Okay, good. All right, you're authorized then. You are good to go. <laughs> are, are you gatekeeping my SMT? I am. I'm... <laughs> yes. You do realize I've probably played more SMT games than you, right? I'm cart holding you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to stop talking. The Witch of the Hundred Knights 2 <laughs> is set for March. <laughs> then IS America's announced that action RPG Witch of the Hundred Knights 2 will be released in North America on March 27th and in Europe March 30th. It'll be available exclusively for PlayStation 4 with a new trailer unveiled to note the release date. So you can go to the site and watch the trailer. It's a follow-up to The Witch in the Hundred Night. Uh, it's a completely new cast and world, which is probably a good thing, given how people felt about the last one. And, yeah, I don't know what's going on. So There's yeah, witches and they're liked... causing problems. So Nobody liked the characters in the last one from what well, I heard. It doesn't sound like they were very good characters. Yeah. Game All looks right. beautiful, though. All right, Alice, here we go. Final Fantasy 4.2 patch info. There was a letter from the producer presentation. They like to do big video presentations to talk about stuff. And then we get it translated here. So... Titled The Rise of a New Sun, it'll add new main scenario quests primarily focused around the far eastern nation of Doma. Um, they're going to have a lot of Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy VI stuff in it. Um, a new arc of the Omega Raid series based on Final Fantasy VI, um, which looks like it'll have Kefkan stuff in it. There will be two high-level dungeons, Hell's Lid and the Fractal, the Fractal Continuum Hard. A trial against one of the four lords, Biako, which looks like... Um, um, like a primal fight uh, against a big tiger that turns into a tiger guy. <laughs> There'll be some beast tribe quests. Uh, it'll be available following the Vera, one of the tribes, uh, the, the snake-like tribe. Uh, the game's the glamp... Vera, the bunny ladies from Final Fantasy XII. No, Vera, V-I-R-A. Oh, right. One of the snake tribes, yeah. The, the one that's happy to be with humans. 
Uh, the game's glamour system will receive an Omer Hall, and so you can it, you can you can transmog or, or you know whatever you want to call it. You can make your, I can your finally finally free all my inventory space. Yes, they're making it easier to do that thing where you make equipment look like other equipment, and now make it not take up so much inventory space. Um, let's see. And there'll be changes and additions to the housing systems, which will make people who have been frustrated by the housing system happy, but it's coming about six months too late, in my opinion. <laughs> um, there'll be new PvP modes, bard performance actions, if you want to do more music stuff. And, yeah. Okay. So there you go. It'll be out on January 30th, and there's a 24-hour maintenance window, which I think, Alice, you mentioned earlier. That's a long time that the game will be down. Yeah, the... um. It's been done for previous large patches. They usually take them down for 24 hours. Um, when WoW was updating a few weeks ago, it was down, I want to say, 12 hours. Jeez. It, it, was, it was down pretty much all day. It was like the evening before I got a chance to hop in the game. There you go. All right. Um, Ease 8 has been delayed again. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, good lord. I thought they just announced a date for it. I'm really confused. <laughs> the The patch for P the localization patch for PS4 and Vita is still on track for the 30th of January. Okay, so if you have the, the game PC now version. on one of the platforms it's on, your patch is coming. And we, yes. we can say goodbye to Big Hole. Yes. Um, <laughs> they, if... they put out pictures showing they got rid of Big Hole. Excellent. Well done, guys. Um, NIS America has announced the PC release, though, has been delayed indefinitely um, mm -hmm. due to some issues with the current PC build and provided the process for Steam pre-orders to attain a refund. So if you want a refund, they've, they've got that. So, oh, here we go. Um, low frame rate issues and memory leak problems were apparent from the earliest PC builds we received. Um, to help combat these, we looked into the drawing processes, which led to an overall improvement in performance. However, we are still encountering frame rate drops in specific circumstances. The systems regulating these frame rate issues are heavily reliant on the architecture of the original PS4 version and, as such, are not existent in P PC architecture. I don't know what that means, but okay. The, the, the Ease games are... Uh... Like the the trails games are made in like uh, the the Frysoft engine, which is one of the, that Sony engine that's kind of like cross platform mm -hmm. for not only Sony platforms but also for PC and Xbox and other stuff. The Ease engine is a custom Falcom engine that they made, so obviously they made it basically centered towards PlayStation platforms, and it does not play nice with PC. Well, it sounds like they should have gotten XC to do this port with Durante, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, the memory leak issues are somewhat less complicated and expected to be resolved this weekend. Uh, this came out, I don't know, in the past week or so. Um, and, but in order to solve these issues, we have determined that we must modify the core level of data in the game. What does that even mean? The core level of data. We're removing data from the game? What? What? <laughs> um, bu -bu -bu -bu. Oh, as the PC version of the game was originally a port, we avoided touching the core programming as much as possible and focused on PC performance optimization. However, in light of the feedback of those who participated in the second beta test, we have concluded that we cannot avoid modifying the core programming. <laughs> so, okay, it sounds like this turned into a bigger problem than they thought, and instead of having another Batman Arkham... Um, Arkham Origin or whatever that was, they've decided to uh, to take it out to the shed and do some work on it. 
So in order for them to work on the core programming, they need to include Falcom. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the idea was, is that the port was originally going to be completely in-house with just Nisa. Um, and now they're basically saying, now we got to phone this home. <laughs> Yo, Falcom, this is garbage. You need to fix it. <laughs> no, no. That's, that's the never, summary. It was never intended to run on PC. And Denise has had, we can make this work on PC. Now they're saying, wait, no, we can't get this to work on PC without help. They should just <laughs> give up and give it to Xseed. Um, I don't, it sounds like it doesn't have anything to do with the Xseed. It sounds like it has to do with what's under the hood. Well, that's my point, though, is Xseed's got some good resources for that. Right. And, but and then maybe the problem I'm is, is short. the resources that they would bring to this are already busy. Doing what? Cold Steel 2 PC. Isn't that out? No. Comes out on the 14th. They're done then. No, they're still three. Eh, they got a week or two and then a bunch of patches. But other than that, they're done. No, they have other things that they have been working on. Fair enough. All right. And then uh, the letter goes in to talk about the refund process. They even made a bit.ly link for it. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that's a disaster. But uh, hey, if you already have Ease 8 on other platforms, you're getting a patch. So hey, yay. All right, let's see. Defender's Quest is coming to mobile. Oh, wait a second. Wasn't Ease 8 announced for Switch as well? Yeah. It was. So what's going on with I, the Switch version? I it's think fine. Nissa Japan is doing that. Yeah. I think. Okay. So and hopefully they'll do a better job. It probably won't have the same problems because it's console to console as opposed to console to PC. I don't know why that would be easier. It I'll makes a difference. It shouldn't, though. You're right. It shouldn't. It's still a big port to a different system. <laughs> but a console has a different set of restrictions and specifications than a PC does. Mm -hmm. With a PC for build, you're dealing with 10 million machines. When you're porting to Switch, you're dealing with one. You know, I'm having a severe case of deja vu that we've we've had like had this exact discussion before. No. Well, no, I just we just literally had this conversation internally at Natsume with Wild Guns Reloaded. Ah, okay. Because it was way harder to port Wild Guns Reloaded to PC than it was to port to Switch. Which we just announced this week. It's not on our list because it's not an RPG. Wild Guns Reloaded, coming to Switch. Yeah, surprise. At some point. Yeah, spring. Spring. Okay. Well. Which is as soon as we can get it approved. Cool. Because logic sucks. Alrighty then. Time for the next story. Defender's Quest. Coming to consoles in February. It is a def tower defense RPG hybrid. Uh, the story was written by somebody from England, I can tell, because they spelled defense with a C. And uh, let's see. It'll be released for PS4, Xbox One, and Vita in North America and Europe. And um, it'll be Vita first on twentieth of 28, uh, February 20th. And the Xbox One release a day later. PS ver Vita version has just got a quarter one release. There will be a physical release via Limited Run Games. It'll be 15 bucks for everything. So go check out the video. See if you're into Defender's Quest. Uh, we have Full Metal Panic SRPG release date. 
Remember that old uh, anime? That's uh, you can, I guess, get a TRPG based on it. Or no? Huh? Yeah, yeah, it's done by the Super Robot Wars developer. Oh, okay. So you might be able to read it, and you might not. It's a Southeast Asia release. It looks like. So which doesn't doesn't bode well for it actually getting a Western release. No, but uh, it also doesn't bode well for being understandable. But it'll have English. (laughs) And there should be Super Robot Robot Wars V was pretty decent. So I've been told. Hey, guess what? Super Robot Wars X comes out in August, uh, in April. Oh no, another one. Yep. So X is after V. T V W. No, W should be next, shouldn't it? Yeah, W already exists. That came out for the DS in like 2006. I give up. Give up. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> should I wait for X now, Alice? No, I'd still play V anyway because it's really good. Okay, fair enough. So, if you were uh, into the, oh, excuse me, if you want the Defenders Quest game, I should give you the dates. Um, May 31st, 2018. Uh, the Southeast Asia version will include English subtitles. So that's ps4 so you can just import that if you want go watch the video on our site and see if you want to watch it it's got like english in the in the video so that's cool um we have my time at porsche this looks like an anna game what is this publisher team 17 and paffia game sandbox simulation rpg my time at porsche is now available through early access it's 20 bucks or 16 pounds or 20 euros and the full release is planned later this year. It'll be coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. It was crowdfunded through Kickstarter earlier. Anna, is this a farming game? It has farming, yeah. It has a crafting and fighting. And Are you interested in this, or do you not like the look of it? Um, I am waiting for a full release because the complaints coming out of early access is there's not enough to do right now. Ah, okay. So early access style complaints. It's early access. Yeah. So <laughs> I just don't know enough yet about whether I'd be interested in it. Fair enough. So go check out the trailer of that. See if you want to jump into early access or keep waiting. Darkest Dungeons got a physical edition. So this game's been out for a while now on multiple platforms, but they're getting a physical release. Um, it'll be, let's see, a complete version with the expansions Crimson Court and the Shield Breaker. It'll be a physical version for a PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Physical version for PS4 will be 40 bucks. Switch version will be 30 bucks. It's a turn-based roguelike RPG, if you don't know. It's really freaking hard, and it's got some cool atmosphere and kind of creepy, and your characters go crazy, and then you have to get new ones, and I have no idea um, how I would ever play a game like this. But there you go. Darkest Dungeon. We have a review up. Let's see who reviewed it. Zach gave it a 4 out of 5, so that's a good sign. He played it on Vita. Um, Pillars of Eternity 2's got a release date, finally. So if you uh, kickstarted this, you've been following this along. But if you didn't, and you just knew that, hey, Pillars of Eternity 1 was really good, and I'm sure this Kickstarter will succeed, so I don't need to kickstart this one. That's that's me. I kickstarted the first one. I don't need to do this one. Um, the Let's see. They're going to have multi- uh, physical editions of the game, and they've announced what they are. So first... The game will come out on PC, Mac, and Linux on April 3rd, 2018, and come in three editions, standard, deluxe, or obsidian, which is, that's cute. Um, <laughs> the standard edition is 50 bucks. It'll be available physically and digitally. The deluxe edition is digital only. It's 60 bucks and includes the Pillars of Eternity 2 soundtrack 
an in-game pet, a special in-game item, and a Pillars of Eternity pen and paper RPG starter guide, a high-resolution game map, and the digital guide book Volume 2. I assume Volume 1 was for the first game. Finally, the Obsidian Edition will also be available physical and digital. Um, the f- digital version of the Obsidian Edition is $75 and has all the deluxe edition stuff I just listed, as well as access to the first three DLC expansions. So it like, comes with a, a season pass. They're going to be normally priced at 10 bucks a piece, so that saves a little bit of money if you already know you want all the expansions they can ever make. Um, the physical version will cost $80, include all the same stuff we just listed, as well as a cloth map, da-da-da, most important thing, <laughs> an explorer's notepad, and a set of postcards. $80, cloth map edition. Very important. Uh, digital pre-orders are now available uh, through Steam, GOG, and Obsidian. And uh, if you pre-order, you get the St. Draga Skull in-game item, the Beakhead in-game pet, and the Black Flag in-game item. So there you go. Ooh, who's excited for Pillars 2? Nobody? Oh. I thought you were into that, Josh. Sorry. No, no, no. sorry. Not a Pillars guy? No. Not a Pillars guy. <sighs> PC RPGs are the best. Well, except when they're not. Okay, crowdfunding Chutkin. Um, we have some Kickstarter-type games. First off, we have Eden's Last Sunrise. It's a tactical RPG, Anna. Yeah. Um, it's uh, from Sungazer Software, who released platformer slash turn-based RPG hybrid The Tenth Line in 2017. Never heard of it. Um, though borrowing some themes from the developer's past game, this is going to be an all-new story and world. Let's see. You control the commander of the Spacefarer's Cradle Project. Um... Or the Surface Dwellers Ambassador from the Grand Continent. Okay, who cares? So blah, 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 blah. There's factions and you do tactical fighting. Uh, They're making it for PC, Mac, and PS4. There's a demo that you can download right now on itch.io. They want $25,000 to fund it. And if you pay $15, you get a copy of the game as part of the rewards. And let's see. Where's this Kickstarter? What do you get if you pay a billion dollars? let's see if you pay $1,000 you get to design a job class uh, and you get a contributing producer credit you get a digital copy of the game digital copy of the art book and exclusive updates and character avatars there you go they're currently at $6,551 out of $25,000 so go check that out on Kickstarter see if you want to back it or not try out the demo it's nice to have a demo I think that's a cool idea um, unless the demo's bad, then you might not care, and that would be bad, I guess, but well, whatever. All right. <laughs> uh, Night Marchers. It's one word. It's like Nightmare Archers, or is it night people who march at night, or is it Nightmare Archers? I don't know what it's supposed to be, but it's called Night Marchers. It's an RPG set in Hawaii based on local mythology, uh, at, set after an, a great call, an event called the Great Thunder, which has destroyed much of the island of Oahu. Um uh, Kom- Kamapua has come back and he's an evil god and he's going to break things. It's an action shooter RPG. They are also crowdfunding. They are on FIG. They won $100,000 and they are currently at $39,617. So, FIG does, you know, FIG, you know, tend to pay more on FIG is what I've noticed. $27 gets you in to get a copy of the game and some other, you know, like your name in the credits and some digital wallpapers. Or, 
For $500, you can create your own side quest. Create your own side quest, your name and credits, digital wallpapers, digital soundtrack, starting weapon mod pack, alpha beta access to the game, digital copy, and digital postcards. They are estimating quarter three, 2018 for the release. We all know that will never happen because that's not how Kickstarter games work. Um, and there you go. See if you okay. want to fund that. Go ahead. So the idea of using Hawaiian mythology sounds kind of neat, but a shooter? It's, it's am I the only one that an action shooter looks weird? Like you watch that trailer and he's like changing into like he's transforming into an eagle or into a fish, but then he pulls out a gun and starts shooting stuff. I don't know. That just seems weird combination. So it's like Moana? I don't know what's going on here. Oh, it does look like the Moana god. Wow. He's even got the tattoos like the rock had uh, or whatever the guy name was. But, Maui. Yeah. Yep. Turns into a bird, turns into a shark, then runs around shooting things as though it were um, um, Farpoint. Farpoint? Far Cry? Far Cry. Thank Far you. Cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but does he sing a backhanded song about how you should be grateful for him? No. I mean, maybe he does. I, did, I didn't see it in the... Do you... I wonder if they could license that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Just during the credits, like, here's everything I did for you. Uh, there you go. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's a little weird of a combo, but uh, see if you're interested. And they didn't show the RPG-ness of it, did they? I not didn't really. see how you level up or collect loot or anything that would make it not just a shooter. So, with It, it looks like a combination of a shooter, Assassin's Creed, and like Infamous. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Gundam Breakers is coming west. Yay! This is an Alice game. Oh, yeah, it's totally an Alice game. I feel like I already have one of these. Yeah, you probably do. But yeah, I got a, this is a new one. This is a new one, so... Okay, so this is another game where you fight things and collect parts and then put together an, a Gundam and try to level up, and you can show them off in your little digital collection room. Right? Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm not going to buy this. <laughs> I did. The first one did not really appeal to me. I would rather make real Gundam models than do this and I, st I still have several that i need to build so <laughs> uh coming out 2018 and it is coming to the west so there you go they're gonna give it a shot so if you're a big into those make sure to pre-order that or well maybe wait for reviews but um show them your support that they're bringing it out here and then we have the big announcement everybody nintendo's releasing pieces of cardboard <laughs> Woo! So when we cleaned out our spare bedroom, I found a bunch of Amazon boxes that I was saving in case I needed to like wrap presents or whatever. Mm -hmm. Are you saying I should hang on to them? Um, I guess. I don't know. They they won't have everything stenciled for you and, and pre-cut out. So I don't know how Labo's going to work as far as keeping people who just have cardboard doing the same thing as the, the kits you can purchase, but they're releasing these kits... And with the kits, you can tear apart these pieces of cardboard and fold them and put the slot A into slot B. And then you can um, put a Joy-Con in there. And they're calling it a Toy-Con once you do that. And then you can do weird things with it, like um, 
have a fishing rod or a rocket pack or a working piano. Um, it's all about crafting. Uh, it seems to mostly be for like kids being imaginative, which I always, I really love when they have things where like, this is for your kids to be creative and stuff, except it's like you can only put it together one way. So <laughs> I don't know how that's really creative, but okay. Um, at least they get to feel like they're building something, which is neat, I guess. Um, and you can color it, of course, your way. So anyway, um, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to be really curious to see what kind of stuff the adults come up with. Like, yeah. remember when the Wii came out, mm -hmm. how people were making like head tracking and VR software with it? Mm-hmm. I do. I'm, yeah, I'm curious about that same thing. So uh, Galaxy Rule in the chat says, I spend my life surrounded by cardboard. Like, I seriously own several thousand dollars worth of cardboard boxes. Okay, I don't know what that means. That's kind of scary. Imagine how very thrilled I was by this announcement. <laughs> I, I guess I don't know what that means. That scares me. That's a lot of cardboard. Are you sure you're not a hoarder? You may want to get rid of some cardboard if you have that much cardboard. Unless it's like designer cardboard, in which case that's really cool that there's such a thing. Uh, he's either a hoarder or he's Superman. Or both. The only thing about this that, like, it looks cool, but the only thing I have about it is, are you really going to stick your $300 switch into a piece of cardboard and hope that the cardboard doesn't break and smash your switch? How would it well, smash for... your switch? It's just cardboard. Well, you know, if it falls out of the cardboard. It is well, just I mean, cardboard. Uh, most of these things, you're setting it on the ground. Okay. And a lot of them, it was the Joy-Cons you're setting into the things, and the Switch controls the Joy-Cons. That said, there's a couple projects here where the screen is going into a thing, and it is a control thing, so I guess I could see you dropping it and stuff. Hmm. So it, for me, this this all rests on whether or not you can get creative with the things and craft your own little versions of these projects to change how they work because if it's just making it as it is it's like a cool thing for mom and dad and kid to work on together maybe but it doesn't seem creative to me maybe i'm missing something maybe i'm just out of touch with the kids is this the new snapchat am i am i just old no it is the children that are wrong okay good good to know <laughs> But no, in all seriousness, I was amused by on Twitter. I just the polarizing opinions on this. It's like, man, I can't wait for this. Like, oh, Nintendo taking another step back, doing gimmicky crap. And some people just aren't willing to admit that certain things just aren't for them. No, it all must be for me. Don't you understand? You don't understand. I mean, when I was a kid, I would have been all over this. Galaxy Rule says, I own a shipping store. <laughs> that makes so much more sense now. <laughs> of course you would have that much cardboard if you had a shipping store. That makes... Okay, I'm not worried about Galaxy anymore. Good job. <laughs> oh, that's so perfect. <laughs> All right, Joshua... Okay, well, we have some, some editorials here. We have Joshua's Gaming Resolutions which are yeah, your backlog that you talked about earlier and some things you're going to do to make that work better. So go read that to learn about Josh and more about his internal psychological workings. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, let's see what we've got here. We have the Monster Hunter World. We've got some beta impre- impressions from JC Servant, Phil Willis. So you can go uh, go read that from him, or you just jump into the game. Now it's out. Um, Josh, you put out a review of Mario Rabbids. Yes, I did, and I liked it. But only just. I, I thought... Huh? But only, only just. just. Well, Three and a half out of well, five. It, well, you know, I mean, that's our scale. It, it, it has a lot of room for improvement, but I thought it was really, really good, you know, first year It didn't get too long the in the tooth and wear out its welcome? No. It didn't get too Not hard? It, no. Okay. Cool. No. It's the, it's the XCOM difficulty curve, you know, starts out easy, gets a little bit more difficult in the middle, and then by the end, actually, it's back to being easy. Okay, cool. And then, for some reason, we have the team handheld top of 2017. I don't know why this is in here, but let's see what... So, team handheld... Huh? Because there's a bunch of us in there. Oh, right. Well, this is on <laughs> Michael Cunningham. The the editor-in-chief of RP Gamer runs a little side uh, site called Pocket Console. Um, it's a blogger site. It's kind of cute. Um, he's been more modern than RP Gamer for years with a free site from Google that makes me upset, but... <laughs> Uh, team handheld best of 2017 got a bunch of rp gamer folks and some other people he knows to uh contribute to that you can go check it out but um team handheld got together and they, they picked the top three of various consoles so am i reading this anyone have an opinion how should i handle this you could okay. probably just read off the top 10 well there's, there's not even a top 10 so all right yeah there is where scroll scroll down michael a cunningham's Hashtag Team Handheld Best of 2017. Oh, that's his. That's his. Yeah. Well, here's the overall. Let me give you the short lists. Team Handheld Top Three Switch Games: Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So surprising. Uh, top Three Vita Games: Valhalla, the Virtual Bartender Simulator. Go check it out if you don't understand what it is. It's spelled really weird. V A one one Hall A. Yeah, go look at it. Um, it's Dangan, really good. It's on PC as well. <laughs> Danganronpa V3 Killing Harmony and Steam World Dig 2. All right, I've played one of those. Uh, top three 3DS games, Samus Returns, Shadows of Valencia. Mm, I don't know. That Fire Emblem Games has some issues. And Ever Oasis. Okay, well, if that's number three, then that makes more sense. Uh, um, and then overall top five games, Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Valhalla, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and Danganronpa V3, Killing Harmony. And then we gotta you go read through people's individual lists, including some RP gamer folks, and just see some top tens. So there you go. All right, RP gamer awards are getting close, so look for that in the next week or two, I think. Yes, Anna Marie is one of the lists. She's she's reminding me. Anna Marie is one of the lists. Got it. We have some briefs here, and I don't mean the kind that you put on your butt. Um, Grand Brew Fantasy Project relink footage. Um, some footage from Grand Blue, Fana- Grand Blue F- Fantasy Project Relink. What the heck is that game? It's that mobile game in Japan is getting a uh, console version. Are we getting it here? Mm, don't know yet. Okay. It's a mobile game? It's no, the Grand the original, Blue Fantasy original, is. Yeah, Grand Blue Fantasy is. Okay. Well, this Wait, looks why, very why much a platinum? Not... Yeah, I know. Platinum? I mean, what? Yeah, platinum. Wait, where's platinum involved? Oh, yeah. They're working oh. on it. Oh, so, Psy Games and Nier Automata developer Platinum Games. It's going to be out for PS4. No time scale. It looks like an action RPG, and it looks very pretty. So, that could be cool. So, keep an eye on that. Go check out the trailer. 
We've got Fantasy Hero out now on the Switch. Uh, it's an Arc Systems Work RPG. Fantasy Hero Unsigned Legacy coming out. Uh, yeah, it's out uh, as of the 25th. It's 10 bucks. It was originally out on the Vita in 2014. And uh, you are heroes fighting against beings called decoders. Um, no word on whether or not there's a special decoder ring. But uh, there you go. You can go try that out. Is that in English? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, cool. That's another action RPG. So see if you're into that. Another RPG snuck its way onto the Switch when you weren't looking. Um, we have Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Expansion Pass Details. <sighs> All right, so a patch came out for, for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, <laughs> it's unclear whether or not they patched the game in any significant way, but they did add some new um, expansion content stuff. So if you have the the expensive expansion pass, which I do now because I'm just all in on this game, um, you got um, five new quests that gradu that come to you throughout the course of the game, and the, as a reward for each of those quests, you get a real nice item that... Uh, accessory um, you get the helpful item packs three which is more stuff you could use like an overdrive protocol to switch a blade to another person some core crystals and some um, some and some uh, food items that you need for unlocking abilities for some of your blades and let's see and yeah so what else we got we got more info about stuff that's coming out well, we don't. This is old info. New Rare Blade pack set for spring 2018. Challenge mode pack for summer. And a story content pack for fall. So, there you go. If you're playing Xenoblade 2 and you're waiting for the next patch, the next patch is here. Chroma Squad has an episode creation tool. That's for their tactical RPG. That's been out for a few years now. That's on Steam. And, yeah. So, that's like the, that's the little tactical RPG that's based on like filming a a uh, Power Rangers style TV show. So now you can make your own versions. We have Valkyria Chronicles 4 vehicle details, everybody. Get excited. I... <laughs> they're so, tanks. They're tanks. <laughs> they show whoa, off some whoa, tanks. Whoa. Hang on, hang on. There's a Valkyria, Valkyria Chronicles 4. Yes. They've been when working did... on it. Yes. When the hell did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> It's like a real sequel too, Alice. I'm I'm just confused now. <laughs> <laughs> when did that get announced? Mid December. December, yeah. Came out. Okay, somehow I managed to miss that. You completely. did. You, that's why you should always show up to the show and stay through the news section. <laughs> There's a dog, Alice, and you get to dress it up, and it heals your people. It's great. Oh, it wears oh a hat. God. It's it's like a Shiba Inu or something. It's very mm. cute. And there's a tank. Listen, the the this story really is pointing out that there's tanks and characters who drive tanks. So, you know, go read it yourself. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you about the tanks. It's a Valkyrie Chronicles game. Of course, there's tanks. They're weak in the back because that's how Valkyrie Still got works. the radiators. Yep. yep. Still got the radiators to shoot. <laughs> uh, <a d> <laughs> Actually, I didn't check if that's the case here. I just assume it is. <laughs> oh, it is. I checked. Okay, good. <laughs> Seven, the days long gone. You played this, didn't you, Josh? No. Am I thinking no, of something else? No. Oh, I'm thinking of something else. Someone okay. else. I don't know what I was thinking of. Uh, last year's Stealth RPG, Seven, the late days long gone. That must have been um, Jonathan. They uh, have a demo out now, so you can try it out on Steam and GOG. And it includes example of all the game's concepts. So it's 
$21 right now on sale. It's normally 30 bucks until you have two days left. January 29th goes back to normal. So if you want to try a demo and try out 7, uh, you can see. It's a stealth RPG. It's different. We have Zhang... I don't know how to pronounce Chinese, so... Zhuan Wan. Yan. Zhuan Yan. Okay. Zhuan Yan. Zhuan Yan. Sword the Gate of Firmament is now available in North America for Xbox One. The game was originally released in Chinese in 2015, um, and now there was a multi-language Steam version released in English, Japanese, and Chinese in 2016. The Xbox version is 25 bucks. It's discounted for 20 bucks till February 8th. You can go try that out or read some reviews, see if you're into it. I know nothing about it. It's from Taiwan. I. I, I actually own this on Steam, but I've never gotten around to playing it. <laughs> it looks very, um, wow, it's very, like, realistic, like, what is, what's the right way to say? Realistic style graphics, like, they look like people, they're not deformed. Um, mm -hmm. We don't get a lot of those in RPGs. We have very cartoony looking Stylized. Characters. Yeah. So this is not stylized. It's looking very, but it's got, like, block or switch puzzles and than crazy flower enemies apparently so i don't know what's going on in this game i don't know if it's good i don't know if it's bad i don't remember what the reviews are um <laughs> i think everyone just says yeah i own this i never got around to trying it <laughs> <laughs> um yakuza 6 put out a trailer the most important thing to know is there's a cat cafe in it okay you get to run the cat <laughs> cafe you're running a cat cafe in yakuza 6 why haven't you pre-ordered yet is my question to you also in this game, Puyo Puyo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that. I was surprised that it was the new version. And oh my gosh, you play baseball and the classic versions because it came out. Sorry. Oh, sorry, you were digitizing there, so I didn't really catch what you're saying. Yeah, it's the new oh. version of Puyo Puyo. Yep. I believe that's even multiplayer. I think you can play it online. Guys, there's there's baseball in this game. And then when you're playing the baseball, it's like, um, a, a, like an NES baseball game kind of looking. I, I don't know what's going on. It's really cool looking. So there's a baseball game. There's spear fishing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm wondering if you get to punch the shark. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> you get to, you get to make a baby happy. There's cats jumping on your lap. There's playing a ukulele. Yakuza six guys. <laughs> So, so, so I put out that that thing about my uh, resolutions for 2018, yeah. And then this trailer dropped the exact same day, and so I'm like, okay, here's my resolutions, and here's why I'm not going to actually accomplish any of them because I'm going to spend my entire year. I'm going to be running a cat cafe in Yakuza all year. <laughs> this looks. I'm going to get so many tweets like, "Kel, cat cafe, hey, Kel, cat cafe." <laughs> There's Tekken in this. Of course there is. What am I? Yeah. Is it Tekken 5, I think? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. The, like, there's a is... whole club Sega, which if you don't know, that's like how there's, there's in Japan, they have arcades still because Japan's awesome. And they're the, like they're these multi-story, everything's built up in Japan. So you go into club Sega and like on the bottom are all the UFO catchers where you put money in and lose it trying to get items. And then you go up and there's different games on each floor. And then you get to the top floor where it's all smoky and like the hardcore Gundam and trading card games are. And, and it looks like that here. It, they've emulated that. It's amazing. So. Oh, they always have the UFO catchers in it. And then you can catch prizes and like give them to the uh, hosts 
the hostesses so you can try and, you know, win their affection with UFO catcher prizes. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I need all the UFO catcher prizes to bribe women to like me. <laughs> that's how I date. Wait, no, I don't. All right. Folks, that's the news. <laughs> that's a good story to end on. Oh, I'm excited for Yakuza 6 now. Anna, we need to finish the Yakuza game we're playing. She's a, she approves. All right. Question of the week last week was, uh, who do you think should voice Detective Pikachu? Lord Golbez wrote in and said, Cam Clark. Can't say I care about Detective Pikachu, but I'll plug Cam Clark for his recognizable voice and things from the original TMNT cartoon all the way up to Metal Gear Solid. I assume that was the Leonardo guy? Um, yep. Yeah. Because I, I, I do remember when I played Metal Gear Solid, I'm like, that's, that's Leonardo's voice. What's going on? He's also most of the Blood Elves in WoW. Oh, cool. Star- including your character if you're a blood elf oh nice strawberry egg says as someone who really enjoyed the two screen battle system in the original version of the world ends with you yeah we were talking about that nobody really remembered how it works i will miss it i'm intrigued by how the joy cons will be used though um and later on in the thread somebody pointed out there was like a the way that worked is you control battles on either screen and you could spam one while focusing on the other but there was this little um light puck and if you like from the beginning of the battle if you uh focused on doing perfect on the screen that the light puck was on and then when it transitioned then you focused to doing perfect on the other screen then you get like a big bonus in in the battle so that's how that worked in case people were wondering so it didn't sound like you had to do it but it was like you did much better if you followed the light puck and nobody seems to understand how that was implemented if at all on the on the mobile version (laughs) okay um let's see Strawberry continues to say, has there been any mention as to whether or not Ryan Reynolds would do video game Detective Pikachu in addition to the movie? Detective Chu in the trailer sounds like Kirk Thornton to me, but I've been wrong more times than not about trying to guess a voice actor based on a few seconds in a trailer. But yeah, Kirk Thornton would be my pick, as would Travis Willingham. Both can do gruff, tough guy voices pretty well. Richard Epcar would do decent as well. Jameson Price could do in a pinch, but his voice might be too deep. So Strawberry is like a voice actress and so knows all these things about voice acting. And I don't know who any of these people are. I was thinking like Hollywood actors and Strawberry's given us all very realistic. Like these are people who might actually be picked for these, <laughs> this role. So I don't know how to process that, but thank you Strawberry for a bunch of realistic choices. Victor says, um, I'll vote Frank Welker because he's so versatile he could do any voice well and because he's done some excellent voice world and work in World of Warcraft particularly as Rashad the Cursed Birdman in Warlords of Draenor as well as countless Saturday morning cartoons Frank Welker is um, Optimus Prime if you don't know no he's not he's Starscream oh is he Peter 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 Cohen oh. is Optimus Prime. Oh, okay. So refresh me. Who is Frank Welker? What voices does he? He's Starscream. Uh, Fred Fred from Scooby Doo, Nibbler from Futurama. Um, if you have heard an animal in a cartoon in the past thirty years, he's probably played oh, he did a poo that animal. And, okay, he did a poo and a lion. A lot of animals. Yeah. Um, what else do people know him from? He was in Tiny Toons a lot as... Uh, he was the Game Boy in Captain N, apparently. Um, <laughs> Curious George, he was, in one of the versions of Curious George. Um, wow. But m- most people either know him as Fred from Scooby-Doo or Starscream. Well, here, here's the most important. He was Booker, Sheldon, Mort, and Bo the Sheep in um, American Acres and the Garfield Show. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. Oh, he was Slimer and Doctor Stance in the Ghost, the real Ghostbusters. Do, 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 do. Let's see who else we got. Doctor Claw, Brain, and Mad Cat, and Inspector Ratchet, Inspector Gadget. Um, Sharp Tooth. Come on, goodness. Oh, he was the Martians in um, Mars Attacks. <laughs> so he got paid to say "ack" for an hour and a half. Yeah. Warbone in Mighty Mouse. Oh, I haven't seen that. I don't know that one. Oh, he did Totoro or Catbus in, I guess, the English version? <laughs> I'm sorry. My husband's having a fit. He's Megatron, not Starscream. My bad. Apparently, he did the voice of Dumbo in Roger Rabbit. Yeah, he's Me- Mega Ma- Mega Man. Megatron. <laughs> Megatron. Was he Scooby-Doo as well? No, he- no? Well, I don't know if he was Scooby Doo. I do know he Doesn't was look uh, like it. Fred. He was Scooby Doo and Fred in What's New Scooby Doo. He was only Fred in another version in Scooby Doo. Where are you? So, um, let's see. Oh, is this? Oh, I remember this one. No, no, no. Give me, give me, give me. He was Yoshi in the Super Mario Brothers movie. All right, here. Let me go back for you. Anyone remember the Snorks? Yes. <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> Kelly does. No one else wants to admit to remembering the Snorks, but he was Aki in the Snorks. Uh, I can't believe he Weren't was Snorks Yoshi. basically underwater Smurfs? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, he was Razer Ra- and Taka in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Furball and Go Go Dodo in Tiny Toon Adventures. Yep. A deer in Tommy Boy. That was probably the deer that messed up the car. He was Galvatron in Transformers Age of Extinction. So they finally got him into a, a, a new Transformers movie. So that's nice. And of course, he was Megatron and Soundwave in the original Transformers. And yeah, that's his best known role, I guess. So there you go. That's plenty. That's uh, all right. Cool. So what were we talking about him for? Oh, that's who Victor wanted to voice Pikachu. That could be weird. It'd sound very proper, I would yeah, imagine. I so. Carl sent an email and said, regarding voices in video games, I might boycott any game with Ryan Reynolds as a voice in it. Several years ago, he mocked video games and gamers in an interview with Entertainment Weekly. Googling Ryan Reynolds on video games brings up accounts of it. I was a subscriber to that magazine then, and I read the interview, and I can confirm the accuracy of those accounts. So I, I kind of don't care who voices a character in a game as long as it's not him hyperbole for rhetorical effects since i'm sure there are other mis- other miscreants whose voices i don't want to hear <laughs> okay <laughs> very strong I mean, he, reaction to the possibility of ryan reynolds there <laughs> he could have changed his mind no people don't change minds this is america <laughs> you know how that works here <laughs> you can't ever change your mind you're not allowed uh, all right. So if you'd like to contribute to the question of the week, podcast at rpgamer.com is the email. You can call or text us at 608-729-4098. We got a text this week, Anna. Um, it's a weird text. I'm going to read it to you. Is a horse on sale? No, no horses. Nope. Um, I'm texting in reply for the feline name pause for sale. 
What breed is she? Is she housebroken? Does she need any special dietary needs? Has she been fixed? Also, how old is she and does she scratch up the drapes? <laughs> you can choose to answer any of those questions you wish, Anna, or none at all. <laughs> I'm going to just turn this off now. Hang all on, right. hang on, hang on. Go back over the questions again. Are you sure you want to do this, Anna? Oh, totally. Okay. What breed is she? Uh, domestic long hair. Domestic long hair. Is she housebroken? I would have <laughs> said yes. Canadian hairless, but okay. Canadian hairless. <laughs> Does she need any special dietary needs? Yes. Actually, right now, yes. Has she been fixed? Yes. And also, how old is she? Uh, hang on, I got a math. 36. Uh, isn't it 37? No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> and does she scratch up the drapes? Yes. Oh, you do? That's what happened to the drapes. Damn I have blame sign. <sighs> we don't have a question of the week. Do we have a question of the week? No. Will you monster hunt? I don't know. Yes, yeah, sell me on PS Plus. Sell Kelly on PS Plus. Okay. That's your question of the week. Sell Kelly on PS Plus. Got it. It's in there. Because, well, the part of the problem is that I don't really play. You could just get a short term pass. Can't you get like a three month? Yeah, I thought about doing a three month. That's fine. It's just cheaper. It's just the cheapest in the long run to do a year, but I don't really play a whole lot of games. But if you don't want it for that long, or if you don't need the games you get for free, then, you know. So I guess that answers that question. Just try to be practical. And then if you like it, you get a bigger one. I guess so. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. New releases for the week. Monster Hunter World, of course, just came out. Dissidia Final Fantasy NT comes out this week for PS4, apparently. Um, I haven't heard much about it lately, but I think that's still on track, right? Oh, yeah. I ended up canceling my pre-order for that. Oh, really? Um found out that the story mode is pretty much just buying cutscenes in an in-game shop and you have to grind to get the tokens to get the Ooh. currency and it's like yeah that doesn't sound fun no, so doesn't. i'm going to wait hmm. i'm going to wait for a price drop yeah let's see if they patch that or change it at all Alrighty. um final fantasy 12 the zodiac for pc is um the zodiac age excuse me for pc on february 1st um Anyone waiting for Final Fantasy XII on PC? Probably not. Uh, I, like I said, I may pick that up. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to pick it up right now because I'm still buried under games, but I may get that. Cool. And Pokemon Crystal version just came out on um, on something. The 3DS. 3DS, right? 3DS. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't put the platform in here. I should have known. So there you go. If you've been waiting for Crystal. I don't know who's been waiting for Crystal, but so surely someone has, right? I thought that the Crystal was the best of that trio. Are you going to go back and play it? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> You're a little Pokemon doubt in the moment, right? Yeah, it's it's hard to go back to the pre-3DS ones because of not having the um, XP share. Like, the only ones in my mind worth going back to are, like, the original ones, just because of how broken they are at this point, since everyone's picked them apart. So, like, you can do weird things in them. But other than that, I don't know why I would go back and play them. So, I don't know. Well, whatever. Um, I need to ask you all what you're going to be playing this week. So, first, Alice Wilkinson, what are you playing this week? 
Uh, I forget. Does the Stellaris expansion come out this week? Because if it does, I'll be playing that. Stellaris. What is it? Stellaris Apocalypse? Yeah. Let's see. We've got February 22nd. So, no. Uh, oh, yeah. No, it's the end of February. Yeah. All right. Guess I'll be uh, playing, continuing to play Endless Space 2 in the absence of that one, then. Fair oh, enough. Oh, yeah. I'll probably be playing Final Fantasy 14 as well. Because uh -huh. I want to see if you can suplex the train. Suplex the train. Um, also, uh, who else? Uh, Kelly, what are you playing this week? More Xenoblade, and I'm going to figure out a dungeon crawler that I want to start slash finish. Cool. Ooh, is it going to be Vita? Because if it's Vita, I have lots of suggestions. Well, I'm debating between either Demon Gaze 2 or Etrian Odyssey 5. Wow, I would not suggest either of those. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what would you suggest? Um, let me look. At I would last suggest year's best dungeon sheet. crawlers on the Vita being our question of the week, but I think that's actually been our question of the week at least twice before. Yes. <laughs> Yearly log of games. 2017 game. Um, I would say if you're looking for something cute in anime, play my cue. Okay. If you're looking for something that's more unlike dark and dingy, play Ray Gigant. They're both good. They're both first person. Okay. Just, I got um, Demon Gaze 2 for Christmas. Oh. oh, wait. Is that the new one? That's the new yeah, one. The yeah, new that's, one? that's the new okay. one. Okay. Actually, play that and tell me if it doesn't suck. <laughs> now you're doing work for her. <laughs> oh, Kelly, you've been conscripted. I guess so. <laughs> did you play the first one? Yeah, I did. I actually liked it. No, oh. oh, not not a good test that's, of opinion then. <laughs> that's why I kind of, was kind of amazed that you hated it so much. I hated it. I wanted to throw my Vita across. She the was room. very angry at it. <sighs> we needed a guide to get through the first dungeon. No, I I didn't have to look up much of and the, the the final boss was kind of a pain in the ass, but just not Anna's game. <laughs> Anna, what are you playing this week? I'm playing hospital. Oh, right. You're going to get your surgery. Yeah, so Congrats. we're not going to have a podcast next week. No, we are not. That's a good point. We will have no podcast next week. Because Anna will be laid up and i got to take care of her. So We will still be in the hospital at the time that the podcast will be happening. And if everything goes well, we'll be in the hospital getting surgery at the same time. I hope that happens. <laughs> no, it won't. Oh, I want it to happen so bad. I want this thing out of me, Anna. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, uh, if yeah. you if you do that, do a living will just in case. <laughs> okay. Good call. <laughs> just saying, just in case RNG isn't in your favor. Jeez, I don't want surgery to be up for RNG. No. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> as opposed to something so macabre, Josh, what are you playing? Uh, yeah, totally not macabre. I'll be playing more uh, Sakura Tyson. Cool. And then I do need to actually finish Demon Gaze 2 and review it. So, How do you like it? <laughs> well, we're, I like it pretty... I think it's pretty good. Did you like the first one? I didn't play the first one. Oh, okay. See, I can't tell you. All right. Damn it. But from what I can tell, they've made it much easier than the first one, from oh. what I've read. Well, maybe I'm interested. Kelly, yeah, play the second the... one. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be quizzed so hard on the second one, Kelly. 
and I will be playing Monster Hunter World as my big game for the week. So, there you go. Ah, thanks, everybody, for listening. We will be back in two weeks, post-surgery for at least one of us, and um, we'll uh, see how that goes. <laughs> if you can keep us in your prayers, we'd appreciate it. And, um, yeah, thank you for listening. 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, every week is when pod- the podcast goes uh, on the stream, except next week. <laughs> and uh, podcasts are up in your minute com message us in the forums or go to 608-729-4098 with your call or text and uh yeah answer the question of the week which is uh convince kelly to get ps plus <laughs> so thanks everybody for listening we'll catch you next week until then stay safe go hunt some monsters and have fun bye everybody Bye-bye. bye bye bye